Hey, hey, bitches, we're back. We're Soap Dear Salem style. Of course, I am Michael the Maverick, a.k.a. Him Zimmer. Glad to be back. <laughs> Glad to be back. Tony, my second in the command, my vice president, how are you? I am good. How are you? Exhausted, but I'm pushing through it. Miss Texas, Miss Texas, Dylan St. James, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good morning, all. Good morning. Ariette from across the pond, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm alive. I'm trying, guys. I'm really <laughs> tired today. But, and last but not least, least, Jesus, I can't speak. Nick, how are you? Um, okay, I've been playing Bob the Builder for the past hours, but I'm not. <laughs> Okay, I'm here. Okay. This is your reward. God. Okay, guys. We have news. We have news. Welcome to the Salem Spectator Special Report. Sponsored by Jennifer Rose Horton Devereaux. Katie McLean's version. I was going to say, as played by who? Oh, my God. So, first things first. The daytime Emmys, they were on CBS last year, but we're in for a CBS daytime Emmys for the next two years. They signed a two-year deal. How are we feeling about it? The one good thing to come out of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm everyone watched. I think everyone watched the daytime Emmys during that time because it was literally nothing else to do. <laughs> literally. Like I'm if you had told me that the daytime Emmys would ever be back on network television prior to COVID being a thing, I would have laughed at you and told you you were insane and to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> yeah, because it, 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 that seemed like that was over. Like, no, <laughs> there was you no know what, there. You know what I think truly saved it? That fine ass Melody Thomas Scott coming onto our screen looking. <laughs> Oh my God, so delicious. Oh, I love that woman. But the daytime Emmys were the first of the award shows to really do the whole virtual award show via Zoom thing. And they did it really successfully. Really well. Are they yeah. via Zoom this year as well? Or? I believe so, yes. It, it was very tasteful. They did really good last year. I'm really looking forward to see how we move forward, especially with vaccinations coming through and I feel like more places are trying to open up and I think eventually probably on not the next one coming up, but next year after that. For 20, what for 2022 or 23? 22, maybe 23. You never know. I feel like we're going to get an inside one is going to be big and grand. And I want all of y'all to watch. That's the thing. People weren't watching the daytime Emmys and you see what happened. When we finally had one where everyone watched, Look at the power of what our views did. Exactly. And I love the daytime Emmys. Like, I'm a nerd for this stuff. I'm the person who, once the, the summations of the reels come out, I go and I watch all of the reels for the acting categories to make an informed prediction on who's going to win. I, I, the only gripe I used to have about the um, Emmys is that they treated days like a little stepchild. We rarely got nominations. Deidre Hall still not having an Emmy is criminal. And I criminal. And I will I will go to my grave mad that they robbed Drake Hogeston two years ago. 
Well, quite honestly, I think both Drake and DJ have gotten to the point where they know the game. They but saw. Drake submitted all the stuff for um, when when they had to pull the plug on Marlena. Drake actually submitted that year. For the first and time got, in how long, though? I and, think got, like, okay. and got pre-nominated, and then they didn't choose him for an actual nomination. I'm And I will die mad about that. Well, here's the thing. Drake and Deidre have been in this game with 30-something years. Marlena longer. But, again, they rarely got nominations. They rarely, when they did get nominations, they didn't win. So I think now they're both at a point where, like, we know how the Emmy game works. We saw what they did for Susan Lucci for all those years. Let's just call a thing a thing. We know our talent. We don't need the damn award. And that's why I feel like a lot of actors and actresses should do to have a good Emmy reform. But, you know, that's a different soapbox and a different topic for another day. Because this, you know, Emmy snubs, it isn't new. It, I mean, let's think, Louise Sorrell doesn't have an Emmy. Come on now. We have so many legends in this game who don't have Emmys. So there's a big reform needed. But I'm just glad we're on TV again. Once we... Yes. Once we get on TV again and build ourselves back up, then we're going to have that reform. Okay. And aren't we supposed to know who the, who the actors and actors who are not? Yeah, the nominations like- should be coming out sometime either this month or next month. Yeah, they but usually they- come out around late April, early May. Early May. And I will say that, like, the the ref- they're already kind of restructuring the categories because this is the last year that for a younger performer, you're going to be automatically entered until you're the like because right now the age limit is 25 this is the last year that anybody 25 and under will automatically be submitted in younger performer next year they're dropping it to 21 and then the year after i think they're dropping it to 18 this should have been dead that because it was as much as i love my brighton st james brighton yeah 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 i don't know why i said st james jesus christ dylan but um (laughs) But there's no reason why he should have been nominated as old as he was <laughs> in Younger Outstanding. That, that category has always been a mess, though, because, like, they had tiny little Kimberly McCulloch nominated against like, basically fully grown women. So, exactly. like, that, that category has always been messy. I, I feel like after 18, you're not younger anymore. Let's cut that and nip that in the butt. You're young, but you're not child star anymore come on but um we're just gonna look the daytime emmys in prayer you guys i'm really looking forward to seeing what we see next on the news is renewal time um we heard word from jason 47 that production has halted until we have news on renewal again and i know i've seen a lot of people talk cancellation 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 and it really isn't news, but we wanted to break this down for you guys because I know it's kind of confusing at this point. Yeah. This isn't new. At all. They've, this ha- they've been this doing this for years now. Exactly. They've been doing this yeah. for years, and it's only happening now because of COVID. COVID is the reason why they ran this late into the year before they ran out of material. So this isn't new. They went on a hiatus last year. 
before the uh, renewal was official. They went on hiatus the year before, before the renewal was official. This happens all of the time. And the fact that we haven't heard anything at this point, to me, is good news. Because I think if we were going to be canceled by now, we, we heard would know. Because the production would be done, done. Like, they'd be done, they'd be, they'd be wrapped. Like, the show would be done and we would know. They would have had to have wrapped the entire show by now, which means Ron would have had to have written an ending. And the show would just be completely done. I, I think that- the issue is we've seen how soaps have gone by the wayside over the years. I mean, all my children got in light as the world turns, one like to live. And we saw how badly screwed they were towards the end. I mean, look at all my children. Susan Lucci, God love her. She was still doing a book tour, like everything was going perfectly. Me. That was a mess. But also, there has also been no rumors anywhere about a potential replacement for days. There have been no talks of new talk shows, no talks of extending the Today Show for hour 357. Yeah, because it'd be all right <laughs> from 7 to damn 11. And I'd be like, right. damn, go off. But <laughs> like, not even so, today anymore. Shit. <laughs> it's like, almost absolutely. <laughs> So, like, there's literally been no word of a potential replacement. There's been no rumblings of the show actually feeling like it's ending. I mean, we've got new sets. All the actors seem like they're in a pretty positive place. Like, as much as I feel like people panic every year. And every year, Day survives. Like, last year, we survived the entire cast being released from their contracts. And we still got renewed. I I think the issue is, again... We've seen how other salts have went down. I mean, come on now. April 1st is an April Fool's Day to us. It is, okay, who's getting renewed and who's getting canceled? Right. But when those cancellations came down, there were rumors and rumblings weeks and months before that. And there has literally been nothing. There have been no reports of of days being canceled, like rumors or potential replacements or last-ditch efforts to save days. Like, there has been none of that. It's literally been radio silent. I think it comes down to... I don't want to say NBC because I feel like NBC is in it for the long haul because they know this is the last daytime soap they have. I think it's mainly a Sony thing. And that's what kind of worries me. I mean, I'm not worried, but it worries me about the future. Future, like I'm saying five to 10 years, mainly because Sony has shown no interest in giving us a budget as much as they do for their other soap. I'm not going to say. I don't really need a budget to tell. We need a budget. You don't need a budget to tell. You don't need a budget to tell a good story, but you need a budget to to have the show look appealing to people you're trying to get back to watch. Exactly. We need to stop telling that lie that we don't need another another budget. Yeah, we don't need it for good story, but aren't we tired of these same old sets? Are we tired of these ugly ass fashions? Aren't we tired? Because I know I've, I am. I've literally heard people tell me they can't watch Days because of the way it looks. It looks so cheap. It doesn't help that when you can't, it, it, it doesn't help that half the time you can't see it because it's like they haven't paid the light bill. So, <laughs> yeah, I sometimes mean, they just be having the lights off all of a sudden. Like, why right? the lights off? <laughs> Which Nick, is why I'm Nick so Nick happy up. that all of the sets are like brighter colors now. Like as as offensive as the baby shit yellow is to me. Here you go. At least I, at least I, 
They need to turn a lot of beige. I can deal with the quote unquote ugly sets. It's the lighting for me. Like I've noticed, like uh, a lot of different sets have different lightings, and it's annoying to just like when you when you're supposed to edit the show or something like that. And, and it's you... crazy to me because yes, it's like, so different. Even in like some scenes, they have. <laughs> We'll talk about it more when we actually get to the story part. But I was convinced that everything happening with Ben and Sierra on Thursday was going to be a dream because of the way the lighting of the scene ended on Wednesday. Okay, I, that was I just can agree like, with that. Yeah, like, why it they was, do that? I, I think that's for dramatic. Yes, like, we'll I thought that, that was real because I felt like the lighting was supposed to show that Ben was going through a dark phase. Yeah, that, so, yeah that's what I was getting from it, too. But um, not that it was a dream or something, but we'll but it, it was later. it was similar lighting to, to it was similar lighting to when Ben actually had a dream about Sierra like three weeks prior. So I was confused. Maybe it's because we'll get into that, but maybe it's because he he's living a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I it threw I me know. for a second because I, I was so sure that it was gonna be real, and then that final scene on Wednesday happened, and I was like, uh what? <laughs> Okay, guys, we're just going to move on into the weekly recap since we kind of drifted into it already. Sorry. I'm going to (laughs) preface this by saying this week felt like two totally separate weeks in one. It did. I I mean, Monday through Tuesday felt totally different from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So if I forget something, bear with me. Because it... The pacing has gotten so bad that it feels like it's two different weeks. It's like it's two different shows. Yes. So first off, we're going to go into Xander, Chanel, and Paulina. Um, everyone finds out <laughs> that they've got hitched. My God, I loved this <laughs> so much. <laughs> Lamone Archie is king of the reactions. Like I was living for all of this. I have to take it back to when um, when Paulina came and interrupted my sweet Ilani babies. But anyway, she went. <laughs> they weren't doing much. They were. They were Let trying. Me... I don't think it didn't seem like it. I told y'all, Jules and Carver have looked around that tiny little apartment and said there's no room at the end and they are manifesting all these interruptions. There's no new siblings. <laughs> By the looks of it, it's going to happen next week as well. But anyway, I was on the floor when... When she said, are you calling my my daughter? (laughs) And Eli was like, ooh. And Lonnie looked at him, but didn't didn't say anything. She was just waiting for him to answer. Yeah. Lonnie my said, Lonnie... was when, when, she, when Paulina knocked on the door and he went, coming, Paulina. <laughs> How does he know every single knock? Like, oh, that's Paulina. Oh, that's Abe. Remember last year when Abe knocked and interrupted them? He knew. <laughs> Sometimes you just know. No, but that was like the whole scene with them was brilliant. And then when <laughs> they noticed... Chanel and Xander that they were married. Oh, Lord. I cannot wait to see more of this family dynamic with Xander in. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm having so much fun watching this. 
It is so good. And I, I'm loving you, Xander and Chanel. Like, My yeah, I like the vibe. We didn't see enough of it. Agree. I do agree with that. And, yeah. and I feel like we're going to see more of it next week. But again, this goes back to the pacing of these stories. When we get our renewal and when we start back up again, Ron, <laughs> sit down with the editors and the script writers and be like, look, we need to do something about the That's the biggest issue. The departments don't talk to each other. And that's one of the biggest issues that Days has because Ron will write scenes and he'll have no idea that they didn't air because nobody tells him. It is a big communication issue. It it's yeah. it's yeah, making it the show suffer because again, I'm, we're not the only ones saying the pacing is an issue and that is taking votes out of certain stories. I mean, now we can't even tell what our A stories, B stories, C stories, D stories, because the pacing is so mixed up. Um, like The murder I mystery, that- I feel like the murder mystery was supposed to be an A storyline, but it seems like a C or a D storyline because it only yeah. pops up on certain days. And they need to do better. That's all I have to say. I, I feel like it, I feel like it might be. I, I I keep wanting to say it's a COVID thing because it feels like all the stories are clustered together because all the actors are clustered together, kind of a thing. So yeah. like they 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 kind of have everybody in their own story bubbles and they film all the bubbles on different days and then they just kind of edit it all together and try to make an episode out of it. I feel Maybe. like they're, they're using the actors more and consistently, but the focus is like way off balance like I, I i'm not understanding which story is a story right now i don't i honestly feel like they don't have one like they i know what it one. should the murder be. murder mystery like i talked about like in the group chat it should have had more suspense and more urgency and more like more cops involved uh but it's not playing like an a story should I don't know which story is the A story right now. I don't think what. Honestly, just based on the amount of airtime it's had up to now, Chad and Gwen and Abby and all that mess. Because oh, that that's, okay. that story has literally eaten the show from the anniversary party in November all the way up through now. It's gotten better. Like there have been like weeks where we barely see it and we actually go days without seeing it now, which is a reprieve. As much as some of the aspects of the story are actually kind of interesting to watch and Marcy Miller is killing it, it doesn't change the fact that it's literally on all the time. So that I would be, I would consider their A story with everything else kind of fighting for the B spot. And see, even that is weird because, you know, like you were saying about the the filming bubbles, even that is self-contained because it's like people who should kind of be involved in that story or nowhere yep. to be found. Yeah, they're missing a lot of dynamics to play in those stories. And like, I think maybe the B story would, as much as I just said, everything is kind of fighting for a B story spot, just based on the fact that it's consistently aired two to three days, two, two days every week would be the Ben and Sierra story. I, I mean, the issue speaks for itself. I mean, look at us now. We're not even talking about Xander and Chanel anymore. It's more of a, okay, we spoke on it. Now yeah, I like it. I want to see more of it. I, because like I, the thing with them getting each other's names wrong. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> and when Lamont was like, when, when Eli Shall said, 
<laughs> Who's Xavier? Like, <laughs> and Xavier turned around and thing, looked. And that's the thing. Chanel is a relatively, I mean, she's been on for like two, three weeks now, relatively new character. When you start a new character into a storyline like this, you should see it at least two, maybe three days a week. But they were on two days last week. Were they? Yeah, Yeah, they were on Monday and Tuesday, I think. They would be on two, I don't know, Wednesday? I'm not sure, but they will be on two weeks next, no, two days next week. But but you get what I'm saying. It was so minimal that you can barely talk about it. You can barely have an opinion on it because you you can have it was on two days, it. but it was barely on within the episode. Exactly. Yeah. They I don't like when, when it's on. They don't devote a lot of screen time to it. Like say what you want about the murder mystery story. When that story is on, it takes up fifty to sixty percent of the episode. I know because I clipped the story. So, but when you look at Xander and Chanel and all that stuff, I'll be surprised if... Like, starting to... Like, they're supposed to be scamming next week, so I don't know. But this story has just started. I don't know. I know exactly, but my thing is, when you have a relatively new character starting off in a storyline like this, it should be more prevalent. Because Mm, with a new character... A new character is easy to fail. I think. I mean, I think they, I mean, they need to find a sweet spot because you don't want to see too yeah, much. Yeah, because I was character. just about yeah. to say we don't want a Gwen situation. Exactly. Like two too days much, a week is perfect. Two days a yeah. week is perfect. But if they're going to be on two episodes out of the week, at least give them a decent portion of the episodes that they're in. Yeah. That, yeah, you know that's my fear. I don't want Chanel to become that character. We're like, well, we barely see her anyway. Why should I care? You know what I mean? Fine. Right. So, like, if she's gonna be, much. if she's gonna be on two days a week, which is perfect, I think two days a week is good for just about you know, just about every character. But when you're featured in the episode, at least your airtime should should be at least ten minutes, maybe, maybe a little more. You know, when you remove all the other stuff, their scene should equal out to at least 10 minutes of the episode. And I don't think that it does. And I have to point this out. I'm loving the drama, like the family drama, the indirect family drama for Ilani. But I'm also ready for them to get a story. Hello. Like, it is a story. It's not a story for them. I get what you're saying. You want them to be a focus of the story and not you're ready for them to come they, out of the supporting everything has role. Everything to revolve around them, but they need to have a story that affects them di- directly. Because it's, now and it's I just feel drama. like it's it's there. There was a, a missing beat to play with the fact that the twins were kidnapped. Like the twins were kidnapped, and everything's been fine. They, they've made subtle references to Lonnie not being able to leave the kids, but like play into that make make Lonnie a helicopter mom make Eli worried about Lonnie because of how she's reacting or have Lonnie ready to go back to work and not being able to leave the kids there's a lot of material that they can play there that they're not and then maybe have her worried about working too much and not being there for her kids the way that Paulina worked all the time and wasn't really there for Chanel the way that Chanel wanted her to be. There's well, a lot of beats they can play that I they haven't yet, and I really hope that they do. 
Well, see, you could say that for a lot of the stories, all right? Because I feel that way about the Sin storyline, and we'll get to that later as we go on. Well, I, I think we're done here. Let's go on to Sin anyway. Um, we saw Ben talk to Jake, which was a mistake. And oh, <laughs> God, it's so bad. What did I tell y'all? So what did I tell y'all the other week? What did I tell y'all? He's such a lousy and, friend. Good Lord. And yeah. it leads to Ben trying to poke us a wrench into Sierra without her consent. Oh, I hated this so much. Like it, oh. it play. It did not play nearly as bad as I had pictured in my head. Like I pictured that Ben came up with this on his own, which thankfully he did not. Like this was not his idea. This was Jake's dumb idea. I don't know why he chose to listen to Jake. Like Ben's well, desperation has made him stupid. Wednesday was just bad advice day. Honestly, because you had oh. you had you had Jake over there. We what did I tell y'all the other week? But <laughs> you had Jake oh. over there gassing up Ben to do the exact wrong thing, and then on the other side of town, you had Chad over there talking Theo oh. out of his best intentions. And innocence. I hated wait, those scenes. Wait, 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 I hated wait. those scenes. Wait, what was wrong with what the scenes with that Chad and Theo? What happened? Chad was basically <laughs> cheerleading for. For mm. Theo, for Theo to, make to make a play. move, I disagree. I disagree because what Chad said was, "Yes, I think you would be better for her than Ben." Anybody with common sense would know that, especially coming from Chad. However, Chad said, "Even if anything happens, once Sierra gets her memories back, I don't want to see you get hurt." He and he just he discouraged him from doing it. And and then all Theo no, said was the it's a risk. Thing, yeah. The last thing Theo said was it's a risk, which in yeah. my mind I read like it's a risk worth taking, and that completely turned me off. I have I no just, issue. Yeah, I have the no first issue thing with, Theo said with, before Chad even got started. Be, Theo's first statement was she's married and that would be wrong, and that's where the conversation needed to end. Because even Cause the smile was, on that's Ch- where he was. She's exactly. married, and that would be wrong. We didn't need to say anything after that. Well, no, we didn't. And this, and the smile on Chad's face when he said, "And you think you would be the better person for her?" Uh, like I don't mind Ben's, uh, Chad's issues with Ben with sin. All of that makes complete sense. He never, he never needs to like Ben, interact with Ben, want anything but bad things for Ben. That's fine. But he should love Theo enough. To not want to see him be hurt and not say it just because he feels like he needs to, but actually mean it. And it, t- it felt like he didn't actually mean it when he said it. And that was just how I took it. And I, that all the entire scene just turned me all the way off. Well, on the flip hand, those are the only scenes I liked from Chad this week. <laughs> um, it was very sweet. And we're going to get to this shift when we talk about Chabby's story. Oh, but Lord. it was good to see a shift of him actually being being this decent family man, being there for his nephew. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with the conversation. I mean, yeah, he doesn't like Ben, and he thinks that Theo would be better for him. But he also said in the same token, 
I don't want to see you get hurt, which to me, it came off as do your thing, but be exactly do your, exactly. do your do thing, that, do your thing. It, it came off to don't do it. He said, do your thing. It, he's the thing. Is, that's, he's that's, not, that's the problem. He's not going to tell you, Theo uh -huh. what to do. Theo's grown. He's not going to tell Theo what to do. However, he's going to advise him. I don't want you to get hurt. So make a wise choice. At the same time, it'll be different if this was still a fresh thing, but it's been established. It's been two months now. So it's kind of like, it's a catch 22. Do you wait? Or do you? It's been two, it's been two months since Charlie died. That does not mean it's been two months since Sierra had the accident. But everything's see, in the same thing. <laughs> it, it, it's, again, it, it's a catch 22. That's why I hate it. It's only, it's only been one, Ryan. it's only been that's one month Ryan. since she woke up. Because if, if if we're if we're just it hasn't even been two months she woke up on the 17th and of march and that's when we realized she had amnesia so it's literally been one month if we're going to talk real time ignoring salem time it's literally only been one month well it's still been a while tony uh, that's my thing that's why i hate ron i really do because he always writes these down conundrums of consent and issues within a couple I, I will say I, I'm relieved that it doesn't seem to be going there yet because it feels like Sierra is going to be using Theo to get under Ben's skin, which I much prefer prefer that to Theo taking advantage of her. I'm glad that I misread the situation there. At least I think I did, and I hope I did. Wait, wait, wait a minute, y'all. Wait a minute. Did y'all see that kiss though? Uh, you mean that kiss that literally did nothing? Like his lips didn't move. Like literally, that kiss was literally he nothing. Shocked. Yeah, he was shocked because he didn't move. It was, he it was, one it was yeah, completely one-sided. He yeah. didn't move. He, he didn't even kiss her back. It was literally well, okay. their lips touched, this is and how that was I it. Saw it. Of course, because you're a Theara fan. So here comes the spin. Well, uh, hold on now. You, I mean, we could talk about spin. Okay, hold on. Yeah, you and your fan base are known for that. So let's leave that on the playground. Um. Anyways, how I saw it is yes, it was a sneak. Yes, he didn't initiate it, but towards the end, he kind of like tried to pull away, but then he moved right on back. So I'm like, okay, so maybe they, it was a shocking thing. Maybe he didn't want it I, at first, but you know, he kind of got. He didn't, like, even, he didn't even go to kiss her back. Like literally, she kissed him, and his lips did not move. I thought they were going to pick up on it like the next day, but they, I did too. So yeah, I'm they're, not they're, up, they're, they're not picking up. They're not picking up on it again until Wednesday. <laughs> I am that's so ridiculous. glad that you were there to stop Ben. Yeah, let's okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Ben, desperation. Ben. What are you doing? Makes sense because it's, it's in character. It's in, in character. Yeah. It's in character to who he was when he was a like when he was a serial killer. It's yes, in, it's in character it's in to who he for, who he is for now. What he did a few weeks ago. It's in character for I, I what mean, he did in November to Eli. It's but here's in the thing: character. in the words of my grandmother, that man has fever in his eyes, and he is willing <laughs> to snap at any moment. Exactly. I mean, he I, hit I, Eli I, on the head last year. 
And, and Eli how was, long ago was it when he was yanking Susan around trying to, you know? Yeah, that was, that was yeah, that was last. That was in February. Oh, February. So I mean, come on. It's it, in it, character it, for him it, to where reach he goes, the moment when, of desperation. Yeah, when he yeah. when he gets is, desperate, though, the lines get blurred. I get that. It's just, and, but it's like in character still. Like, and what I did, I the, this the part I hated was he went back and was going to do it a second time. Yeah, that yeah, that, that shocked that shocks me. Yeah, <laughs> okay, y'all. I, I like that part a little bit. I, I was actually. I didn't hate it. I, it just surprised me. I didn't know they were going. As much as I, I spoke they were do against, that. as much as I spoke against this scene or this happening, like when I saw it play out, I was like, huh, okay. I kind of get where Ben is coming from. I'm not making any excuses because I still think it's totally Yeah, wrong. no, I understand where he was coming like, from too. I saw it, but once he did like try to inject her with the syringe again, I was like, what the fuck? I, yeah, I, that no, is not something you do to someone me. you supposedly love because he had been told by Marlena that it, it's lethal. Like, this is not, she advised against it. And then Jake who's basically screaming like I am right now. <laughs> he he was like, go do it. Like, he's advising him to do something stupid. And he listened to him. Like, I, I will say... Marlena I, talking about it. Like, why... Why do you do, like, do something... Yeah, I don't understand that? why he listened to Jake. I will say, I like the fact that they established that Ben believes that she's going to be okay. He it might be it might be a stupid belief and naive and risky as all hell. But considering I just thought he was ignoring the bad advice that he received and was willing to risk her health anyway to do this, that's what I had thought before the scenes aired. Knowing that he actually believes that she's going to be okay, regardless of if that's true or not, made it a little bit better for me. Does that make any sense? But, but the thing is though, this draw or this syringe is not gonna do like it's gonna do harm to yeah, what, because it's not, like what it's, the thing is like Mar like marlena explained sierra's memory loss was caused by physical trauma this drug was created to counteract the memory loss effects of another drug that was these things are not the same Right. Yeah. And then so uh, Jake <laughs> told him, Jake told him, well, I took it and I was fine. Kate took it and she was fine. But he didn't so, have any, he didn't have exactly. any loss. But so that's, it, what, when but, they, when, Jake when he said took that, he was it, implying that it's not going to harm her. That's, that's, what, yeah. that's what he's, he's saying. Like, I know. I, but, I wasn't brought back from the dead. I didn't have amnesia. I took the drug and nothing happened to me was basically what he was saying. Stupid and wrong though it may be, that is what he was saying. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. I'm just like, none of this was a, a good idea. And then no. to the thing that I, I kind of, you know, if we're talking about elephants in the room, um, people have made a lot of noise about, you know, Theo quote unquote, taking advantage. I would like to point out that Sierra said out of her own mouth mm -hmm. that instead of respecting my wishes, you're going behind my back, sneaking into my room when I'm asleep to inject me with an experimental drug without my consent. Now she said this and what does he do? He turns around and tries again. That's where he lost me. 
Can we talk about that little moment for a minute? Because did y'all see Theo push him away? I said, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I I will say, I I, I didn't, like, the moments where... the moments where Ben was like talk like talking from his heart and like telling Sierra how much he loves her, like those moments Brian as a shipper me. got me. Okay. Hush. Go on, <laughs> those those moments got me and you could see in her face, like in 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 her eyes and the way Victoria played it, that Sierra was affected by what he said she's trying to fight it and i think that's part of why she kissed theo because she's trying to ignore the pull that she feels towards ben but i like the fact that she feels it because even when she called him back into the room when she said wait first of all i was waiting for her to say wait don't go and if that had happened i would be podcasting from the afterlife just saying i thought she was too and then she slammed that book on the bed i was like yeah but no it wasn't the book it was the picture she kept the book wedding picture she kept the book, which is another thing I wanted to bring up. She kept the one thing that triggered a memory for her. She could have given back both the wedding picture and the book, but she kept have. the book. But she <laughs> didn't. And that's telling to me. She is feeling a connection to Ben. She may be fighting it with every ounce of brainy stubbornness that she has, but she feels it and it's there. And that is why she is kissing Theo. Because even when, when she's talked to Theo, she's like, you're my rock. You're the one I can depend on. Like Theo has always been her safety net for me and not somebody that she actually has feelings for somebody that she thinks she should have feelings for because he's always been there. And that's always been how Theo and Ciara have played for me, even before sin were a thing. And I really think that that's kind of where this is headed now. I see that this, this story, I think that's where it's heading. She's using Theo as it's um a safe space because she doesn't know what to expect she doesn't know she's afraid of whatever she might have with ben so she's going to use theo as a safe space because theo won't judge her for it she kind of go ahead can we talk about my favorite portion of this little storyline the letter from victor (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I loved that. And to, like, and there were there were some sin fans who actually thought Victor was going to be nice to Ben. And I'm like, have y'all met Victor? Like, seriously, if y'all, don't I mean, after the that, wedding, he was willing to shoot him. Uh, you know, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, hello. I wish more people had Victor Kiriakis's energy. Right? Same. same. Like, I, I loved if, it. This is this is the man who tried to kill Ben for Sierra's own good. If y'all actually thought he was going to co-sign her getting back together with Ben, now that they were actually apart, y'all don't know Victor, and hell, y'all need to y'all need to learn your history before you open your mouth. That's all I'm hell, saying. Hell, it's like people getting upset that Chad shit talked Ben. What did you think he was going to do? <laughs> exactly, like Ben tried to set the man on fire. It's not going to be all kumbaya. And killed his midwife, but oh. <laughs> Well, Chad didn't know Wendy. Chad wasn't there for that. So, like that, it's more like, dude, you tried to kill my wife and tried to kill me. We ain't ever gonna be friends. Stole my child and kidnapped my son (laughs) and killed my midwife. It wasn't. Oh God! It was Wendy. He never even fucking met Wendy. He wasn't there for the birth of Thomas. Still, is the principal. You killed my midwife. (laughs) 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 But also, I want to point out why. Aren't we using Justin? 
Yeah, those were nice scenes. Such a... Honestly, I'm wondering if it's because of how much they're using him at GH and he's just not available to film. Yeah, they are using their yeah. I've been keeping up with that story with him and Olivia. But um it I feel like we're not using I can't remember the actor's name right now. Wally Kerr. Yes, Wally Kerr. We're not using him, nor are we using why can't I remember actors' names? Evans. Judy. Judy Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Judy Evans. We are not using Judy Evans or Wally Kurth. And listen, I, like at this point, unless they actually have a story for Justin and Bonnie that does not involve them being second fiddle to anything else happening on the show, I'm good never seeing them together. But my thing is it with Bonnie, Judy Moore, or Bonnie. I feel like with Bonnie, I feel like we could use her more. I mean, clearly she's good comic relief. And um, Judy Evans is an amazing actress. I feel like they should be used more. I mean, you're trying to push this Gwen redemption story down our throats when Bonnie has more of a viable shot for redemption because, again, she was a schemer, not a villain, and she hasn't killed anyone. She doesn't even need to be redeemed, though. Like, exactly, it's kind of more like to like. Sure, she's been shady currently, or not currently, but a few years ago, and like back in the day. But she hasn't done anything like like she's not a serial killer. She's not who Xander was before. Like there's nothing to redeem her for. You know, she's more of a sad. I don't think it's so much worse. Yeah, I don't think it's so much like I think redeeming is too strong of a word but maybe bringing her up to respectability like i'm just gonna like how bonnie used to be well I i'm just gonna like, call a thing a thing a thing here i think they re- regret killing adrian they realize it was yeah. a mistake they realize yeah. they can't undo it because of how much storyline her death actually caused they can't like, do it. This is a soap like Yeah, I mean they, they can, can, but but, they but can, undoing but... it would literally undoing it would literally invalidate ninety-eight percent of the time jump. So we would have jumped a year, had an entire year worth of story for absolutely no fucking reason. Like I said, the time like I jump said to someone was done else. for absolutely no reason either because Exactly. So, so why would we then invalidate? But why would we then, and we had to sit through a year of story that ended up going nowhere anyway. Why are we going to further invalidate it by the undoing one point, the trigger point? The yeah. one point that actually made the one, sense. Yeah, the one linchpin that caused everything else that happened. If we undo that, that makes every worthless minute we sat through, which was already worthless because it really didn't go anywhere where we thought it was going to, it would have made it 10 times worse. So I don't want them undoing Adrian's death for that reason. So now they're trying to turn Bonnie into Adrian to make up for it, and it's just not working. And the thing is, Adrian's death, I said this to someone the other day, it's like Zach's death. That death was a catalyst for so many stories, so many emotions, so many, you know, highways and byways for many couples and characters. If If they undid that, it'll be like undoing Zach's death, and it will be a major blow to the story. Mm-hmm. It just make sense. Whether we like the story or not, it would hurt. Yeah, it would hurt because you know. because Adrian's death was the entire reason they did the baby switch. Like it all, like it all stems from the accident I mean, and Adrian dying, and it was just 
it would it just all be for it would all be for nothing. I mean, the baby switch is already kind of pointless anyway. Now that we're here now, but would you want to make it even more pointless by redoing the catalyst for all that? No, it just wouldn't work. Heck, the all that eventually led to what? Isn't that why? uh, What's his name? Evan hated Sierra. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maggie, so Maggie committed suicide. That's why Xander and Sarah fell in love. It's, it's too. It affected too many things for them to undo it. Can undo it in a way that won't like affect the story that's told, but maybe like she's been held prisoner or captive somewhere. Like, you know, like there's a no. way to do it. There's, no, there's yeah, no. there is a way. If they managed to do on. Un- all of those Salem serial killings back in like 2003, 4, 5, they can do this. Like, it's not that hard. Uh, but like, it's no way they can't. That, it's just that it would be bad craft. Like, it's, it's not that they can't because it's a soap. Obviously, they can. It they just, just shouldn't. Yeah, but from a craft like, issue, that would just be a really horrible decision. Cause, cause it, we can be honest. We can do undo that stuff. It's a horrible decision decision in my opinion so like fixing any of, the, of those stories like it won't impact the, the show currently that much. yes it would because it'd be, make everything kind of pointless but the, I the mean time jump was pointless and, and, and I, I, I get you on that but when you <laughs> a, uh, you're not getting Adrian's death was a catalyst for a lot of the stories we're seeing now, now. so Still. exactly so if you undo that Everything we're watching would be pointless because if let's say they undid Adrian's death at the beginning of the year, why would Evan still be going after Sam? It, it it just wouldn't coincide with what we're watching now. That's just one of those deaths. It shouldn't have happened, but it happened, and now we have to roll with the punches on that one. Yeah. That's like saying okay, let's undo Zach's birth. Or um, even, like, let's, I mean, I don't think let's say, to those stories, though. let's say, like, undoing Isabella's death. Undoing Isabella's death, like, had it, like, we always say, had Isabella not died, so many other stories wouldn't have happened. They like, undid Will's death, and actually... But I Will's death never should have happened. Will's, it, death was a, Will's death was a mistake when it happened, and we all called Adrian's it. Adrian's death shouldn't have happened. But it, no, but here's the thing, though. But, with Will's death, it was kind of open and shut. It, it was yeah, awful. there wasn't long-term consequences for it. Exactly. Yeah. Because Sammy wasn't on screen. Lucas wasn't on screen. Will had moved on with Paul. Sonny had Sonny moved, on, had on, with moved on with Paul. Yeah. But Sonny, that, Sonny and Will were already apart before he died anyway, so Will alive, Will dead, that wouldn't have been affected, I don't think. It, it, Will's death was open and shut. After he died, everyone moved on. But there were no stories that literally did not grow from his death, if that makes sense. Nothing. I mean, like, look at what we're even like what we're seeing on the screen right now. Kristen is in prison directly because of all of the stuff that happened on that night. Exactly. Like, if there's if there's no baby switch, then she's not stabbing Victor. I mean, her and Brady her and Rachel are those stories though. Living happily ever after it it's I, I don't really care about Adrian Adrian that much, but there's still ways to undo it. 
I mean, no one's saying that there's not ways to undo undo it. It's totally undoable. It, we're just saying that if you undo it, you it kind of just makes makes everything that, pointless. Like, I have another example. Irrelevant. If they undid Zach's death, okay, you undid it, but it kind of has zero reason why Hope is off screen because Hope is off screen because she believed another one of her children had died. So it's like certain deaths cannot be undone. Jack's death, it could be undone because his death was over and shut. It didn't lead to a whole bunch of other stories that we're still seeing today. Um, who else have who's died and came back? Ava, she died. Her death was open and shut. Yeah, we have Trip and everything, but it made sense to bring her back because Trip was missing his mother. And Joey was in jail. And Joe, and, and we also yeah. we also knew that Ava was alive. That was a thread that was hanging since Nashville. And it was just a matter of when they were gonna tie that up. So anybody who was shocked that Ava was alive uh, apparently wasn't paying attention. It, I mean, bring it well. It was always a thread that EJ was alive still, but bringing him back yeah. made sense because now we have a tie to keep bringing Sammy back on. It with Adrian, it just would not go well. I mean, yeah, they could do it, but you bring her back is going to screw up everything for the past year that we have seen. They don't even need to bring her back. What they need to do is lean into the fact that Bonnie is not Adrian and cast those boys. Let them yeah. have a problem with Justin and Adrian. Justin, Joey and Victor? Uh, Joey, Victor, and Alex. I mean, that's who raised him, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like, and you could also bring Sonny, I guess, but like if, and, <laughs> if I mean, also Justin's kids were there having an issue with this, it could lead to a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, and also, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Bonnie also help cover up Angelica's death? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, there you go. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot about that. But there's things to do with Bonnie. They're just not doing it. And, and they, she's viable as a romantic lead. I mean, say what you want about Justin and Adrian, and they're popping up when they don't need to pop up. They have a nice chemistry. I kind of like their little romance that they got going on. I just hate and that they this have- is yeah. this is going to sound crazy, Michael. I know you didn't watch the April Fool's episode, but Xander and Bonnie had an interesting chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It, they I could see like a friendship there because like Bonnie would not judge him. Bonnie basically was him at one point, yeah. and you know, without all the. Criminal on Even Bonnie and Lucas were hot. Like, there's things to do with uh, Bonnie. And, and she, again, with her changing and with them trying to make her a flawed, not flawed, not heroin, but a flawed, good character. Gray. Yeah. Make her gray. They, there's a lot they can do with her. I just, I mean, I love her and Justin together. I just hate that they just have her popping in for funny moments okay. where you can no actually plan. make a story. Exactly. You can actually make a story yeah. with that. That's my issue Girls with them. Other than that, they look nice together. I like them together. They're funny. Yeah, they they, they could also bring Mimi back. She has a oh, kid no, 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 no. with the Brady. <laughs> I'm just saying there are things to do with Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could bring Patrick out of jail. Okay, or, we can bring, bring him a, back. Don't bring, bring that damn sister of his. 
Bring, we could bring Connor. We could bring <laughs> Connor to town alone, so okay? that people can actually date somebody. Like, can Connor come to town and get with Allie? I, I, I would like that, but uh, don't bring that damn gambling sister over here. No, no, no. What do you have against Mimi? Good lord. We'll talk about that I, on one I, of our top um, lives. Well, he's can... not alone because I've never been like a big. I'm sorry, Arian. <laughs> I I don't really care for her either. So, yeah. You can leave her at Gamblers Anonymous. On to the next story. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we have completely like went way left. It's okay, memes is a misunderstood character. I get it. So it's Nicole, and I like her. But. <laughs> is that where we're going now? Sure, let's go there. <laughs> Where are we going? Brady and Chloe have oh, fee, some fifis all around the air. I love it. Their feelings are just all over the place. Oh, can we and talk due to Nicole's the- meddling, it's all out in the open. Okay, we talk meddling about for this. the right reasons. Yes, thank you. Can we talk about the eye sex that was happening between Brady okay, hold on, and let Chloe? Me get this, let me get this point out across real fast. We talked about this before the podcast started recording, but Nicole in this element right now meddling with Chloe and Brady and being away from Ava and Rafe, this is an enjoyable re- Nicole without Eric. Yes. This yeah. is the element they should have been going with all along instead of that Ava and Rafe mess. Because this, I, y'all know I love Nicole, but this is the first time I really, really, really enjoyed some Nicole. Singing. It felt mm-hmm. like Nicole for the first time. Yeah. For the first the time board- since Eric left. And then the yeah. wardrobe she had on, it was yes. growth. Yeah. It was growth, but it was still sex in the car. I mean, it was like a housewife with Yeah, she she stopped Julie dressing like, the, like a picnic table <laughs> from like, like a but I still don't care about the story itself. It's been dragging I... for months. I'm sorry, but it's like it's boring at this point. Okay. I love Speaking my of, my babies. So Before we like pivot back to that, has more chemistry than Broey. Hey, bye. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. Right. You don't lie like a rug. Everybody has opinions. Right. As my girl Holly on Dance Mom famously said, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> While we were talking about Nicole, am I the only one feeling like she's going to be the one to bust Kristen? Yeah, because she was dragging her for filth in those scenes. Yes, which thank you. <laughs> because she has been sensing like something's off. Something's off. off. Something's yeah. off. And which she was she saying should, the because so Kristen did this to her. My only issue is. No Susan, so it makes no sense that they're like, that's not like Susan. You, don't, you guys don't know Susan. My only issue is I like that, but why isn't Marlena and John picking up on these things? I know they had their own things going on. But, yeah, they look. But Marlena should be like, Susan, you acting a little funny. Let me what turn mean? on that wig. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me see your teeth. <laughs> right. The thing that makes no sense to me either, Kristen, Kristen, Susan, and Sammy were in the, like, in the house arguing. Oh, not maybe arguing. Right, with her in her talking. full Kristen gear. Yes. Where the fuck were John and Marlena? <laughs> Apparently, Marlena, uh, John must have been sleeping, and Marlena was having lunch with Belle. Marlena wasn't home because when Marlena, 
when that must be on some strong ass medication. Because <laughs> when, Mar- when Marlena came in on Friday, he said, "How was lunch with Bell?" So she was off having lunch with Bell, finding out about the deal, which I really wish she would have so seen that lunch. John didn't. John's probably on painkillers for his for his aneurysm. He's probably on painkillers. Like he's John must sleep like the dead, right? But it, they're going to go that route with Nicole, Bust, and Krista. They need to play that beat. They need to be have. Nicole go over. Hi, Marlena. And, you know, Marlena hasn't seen her daughter in line forever. She'd be like, oh, come in. You know, they're sitting talking. And Nicole just busts out and says, I think Susan is Kristen. And they go about making a plan of busting her. We need that Marlena and Kristen rivalry back again. Because yeah, Nicole do. Kumbaya yeah. between Marlena and Kristen is not sitting well with a lot of us. It just doesn't make it's sense. Hot, right. They need to garbage and i saw um some some briston stands on the timeline this morning i haven't seen them in months but somebody retweeted and i saw the hashtag why is this couple still a thing he raped yes he raped his stepbrother she raped his stepbrother on purpose like it was like and brady (laughs) never treated that like for what it was yeah no that's another reason why brady's trash but aside from that aside from that even if he overlooked that how could you overlook the things that she did to your father and Marlena? Marlena, a woman you've said multiple times in the past few years, is like your mother. She's the only mother you've really ever known. She said really that exactly a year ago. Let's just admit it. Brady's brain dead. Uh, look, thinks, most of, the men, the, most of the men in Salem are. That is true. However, <laughs> Brady's a special, a special, special special kind of <laughs> <laughs> okay see, okay i don't think brady is dumb let me finish child brady is a himbo let me finish. brady is the definition of a himbo let, let me finish mm-hmm. i don't think he's dumb per se brady's the modern I, day austin but go ahead but yes. i think he has a sensitive I think austin was even smarter yeah than that's that's he no thinks with the, no he, he was thinks, not he thinks with the wrong head. Let me finish. Yeah. Okay, let me finish, guys. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let's let Michael finish. Okay. I don't think he's dumb. I just think he has a sensitive wee wee. <laughs> Yo, you didn't need to say that again. I heard the first time. <laughs> man, man, we all know that homeboy who falls for the wrong women all the time because he has a sensitive <laughs> wee you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he get a little bit of busy and he head over about... heels. Oh, I love that too. It's not a slam, but my God. <laughs> but you, you know, he get a little bit of dusty. Clueless. Huh? <laughs> See, when this he told is what Nicole, when you don't let me finish. When, when he you... told Nicole he didn't know what a lug was. <laughs> right. Oh Lord. But no. He, he get a little bit of dusty and he just goes left with it. I mean, come on now. It isn't just Kristen. He did it with Madison. He yeah, with every, every time. Here's, here's the crazy yeah, thing. He, did it has, with Teresa. Oh, he hasn't gotten any in how long? That's why he's losing his mind. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's ready to bring Chloe over the table and face black. <laughs> Honestly, he's screaming. It's like I said on Twitter, because you could even tell with his whole conversation with Nicole. He was like, I can't leave her while she's in jail. She's the mother of my It's it's obligation. Yeah, an obligation. Like I said, like I tweeted, that man belongs to the streets. He's he's gone. He's out. He's why he is ready to before they have been playing as 
him loving Kristen, but I think it's shifting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I don't like Kristen, but I never liked them. I don't like Broy either. So. I love me some Broy. <laughs> Those couples yeah. are appealing to me, so I'm like, can we talk about the Broy scenes now, though? Because like, no, you ain't got to talk about them. Muter. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, Anyways, holy, holy sex Batman. Like, did yeah. you like <laughs> when she opened the door and he was standing there and they were just looking at each other? Oh my god! Like, I'm just waiting for it. Just go. Just yeah, do just do, do it. Right Come on, we're waiting. <laughs> we want it. But like I said, he he's about to be stopping Chloe up like a biscuit. That man is. Like I told you on Twitter, I'm here for it. <laughs> First off, I just want to say Nadia has is looking the best she has looked in years. Oh my! And then she inherited the Julie Williams cleavage. <laughs> I, I love Chloe now, and I'm gonna say this: it's time to go ahead and put Kristen, Susan, and Kristen as a whole into the pasture because it worked in the 90s having Kristen on as a villain long term but now it it, is getting to a point where she needs to be like Stefano pop in and out of town if I would say more crazy yeah she needs to be like Orpheus and just pop up every few months because even Stefano was a villain long term like yeah, he popped it, he popped in and out every couple of years, but there were still years where he did stuff. If we want her to be like a true short term villain, that would be equating it, I think, more to Orpheus than Stefano. I, I don't even want to say yeah, Orpheus. It's like the thing is, like even when Stefano, like there was a difference in the way that they wrote him when he was on the canvas for extended periods of time where he was just going to be there versus when he was popping up to create mayhem and chaos. And they're writing her in a way where she's popping up to create mayhem and chaos. And if they're going to keep writing her like this, she cannot be on the canvas long-term because this is a lot. You summed it up perfectly. And I was just about to say that, yes, Stefano, he'll be on the canvas for one or two years, but he'll pop away for a few months. Give us a little break. And Stefano was presumed dead, what, 30, 40 times? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it's like, okay, you need to give Kristen a break for maybe two, three months, and then have her pop on for a year again. But this, I thought we were going to get a break with her going to jail. Me too. This has spun off the rails, and we need a break. She was promoted to contract after she was already in jail. So I knew we were going to be getting more Stacey. Like, because they they announced the shift in the credits of her on contract right after Kristen went to jail. So I'm I'm going to say this. If if an actor's on contract, we're not suddenly going to get less of them. I'm going to say this. I might get dragged for this, but I love Stacey Hyduke. She made the character her own. But it's storylines like this that make me miss Eileen. But you're also watching Eileen currently in 1996 portray Crazy Kristen, right? Yes, I've just gotten into that. I mean, she literally just found the letter from Marlena and now she's doing all... Well, she was doing that before because right before she read the letter, she almost let Stefano take Marlena away while she was on uh, sleeping pills. Has she lost the baby yet? 
no, she isn't even pregnant yet. But um, she just read the letter and now she's scheming, getting John into bed to keep him away from Marlena. Marlena just walked in. This is the episode I last stopped watching last night. Marlena walks in and she's naked, snuggled up with John. And Marlena had a flashback of her making love with John and all that stuff. I think that's what's taking me away from Stacy right now because now I see how much of a powerhouse and a showstopper Eileen Davidson is. Wonder how I'm going to feel when I get there because I'm still in the nice Kristen phase, which uh, I'm ready for that to be over, let me tell you. Uh, so I'm going to be very interested to see how I feel when I get to Eileen's version of Crazy Kristen and we have a direct comparison to Stacey. Speaking of someone who's a newer viewer and has not seen that story, I get what you mean, Michael. That when Eileen was on, Kristen was doing crazy shit, but there was a certain level of um, there was a humanity to Kristen, which isn't here in Stacey's. And I think a big part of that is because even though, yeah, she was doing all this stuff to get John, when she really unraveled was when she miscarried. Yeah, that was her trigger point. She went completely over the edge. And all of this stuff that we're seeing right now with Kristen, we never, I'm not going to say never, but we don't really hear her focusing on Rachel. And that to me, yeah, it's all about Brady. And to me, that should be her like trigger like, point losing a child, child that she has schemed and i mean crest like, the moment she got to years. town yeah like, like her into i mean even when she was good kristen she, wasn't she like doing children's charities and yep stuff? she yeah. was doing she was a social worker she was doing and a children's coach charities. for the salem moose she was the coach for the salem <laughs> yeah, little league she, she helped with the horton her. center and they literally talked about her wanting to be a mother like two months after she hit town. Yeah. She yeah, and Tony that's always, always talk- been her thing. She always. and Tony always talked about having kids. And then she decided she didn't want to have kids because she thought that, that Tony was turning into Stefano. So she started taking birth control. But being a mom has always been her through line. Whether she was crazy, whether she was good, whether she was bad, it's always been her through line. I and hope the, this it's, leads it's just to it's weird Kristen's to me. Major don- downfall, and she becomes like evil or something. I'm like telling, like, but and we let's have. Be honest though, Brady doesn't give a fuck about his other kid. Tate. <laughs> Poor so. little tater tot. Right. They, have, they literally down. haven't mentioned him in over a year. Like the last so. time they even mentioned Tate was when Tate told Brady that he was a that Teresa took him to be tested as a donor for Rachel, who was Mickey at the time. Yeah, yeah, but that's my little thing. I mean, it's nothing against Stacey Hyde. She's doing a good job. No, she's a great actress. It's amazing. It's different. And watching these old scenes, I miss Eileen as Crazy Kristen. I I, I really do. She had more of a spark to me being crazy. Whereas Stacey, I don't know, maybe because I've seen her play Patty. So, oh. I I think they're, (laughs) they're. And y'all know how hell, how much hell Patty was. I'm gonna read butter kisses. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I know we can't afford Eileen, but maybe we can do something where we have Stacy play good Kristen, and then whenever she snaps, we have Eileen pop into the role. Maybe, maybe Did, didn't Eileen they do that break. with um, Ellen Wheeler and Jensen Buchanan? Like Jensen was Vicky, and then Ellen Wheeler was Marley. 
Yes. Yeah, they were fraternal. Yeah. Maybe Eileen can play Kristen and Stacy can play Susan. That uh, that will work perfectly for me, honestly. It yeah, actually would, especially with EJ coming back, it would work. Because Stacy Susan works for me, I think, better than Eileen Susan. She's a little less annoying than Eileen Susan. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Susan. I know she's not Susan right now, but we really need to stop this whole narrative that everyone gets annoyed easily by Susan. Because back in the day, back in the gap, John, Susan, and Marlena used to be raw dogs. I mean, they were close friends. Like Brady, I know we can't play that now, but Brady and Belle used to see EJ as a little brother. That's how close. Susan, John, and Marlena is, and I wish they would stop. That's just been a really big pet peeve of mine lately. Stop uh, trying to play Susan as this annoying character that gets in everyone's way when John and Marlena used to love the hell out of Susan. You know, that would have actually been the angle to go if Kristen was going to pretend to be Susan. Have her wanting to be like a, um, a nanny for Rachel. That would have been a better angle. And her obsessing over Brady. Yeah, which I think they probably would have done had they actually had a child to play Rachel. And it would have went well. It would have been a beat play. Like, Susan snapping at everyone. John and Marlena would have instantly been like, that's not our Susan. What's going on? They could put a ball in a blanket and told us it was Rachel. <laughs> and, and again, it goes... Rachel was born during the time jump on Mother's Day. So she was a year old. So she'll be, she'll be two she'll, or three. I think she's two. Yeah, because she was a year. This is so confusing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Child Salem time. I, told, uh, yeah, what, I, 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 I let I, Tony do all that Salem math because I. <laughs> it's, it's what I'm known for. But she was literally jump born on Mother's Day. So that when they flashed. So it would have May 2020. She would have been a year or 2021 in Salem. So that means she just turned to she'll be to next month. In, next month. Yeah. But back to what I was saying, it goes back to, okay, they're playing half the beats, but not all the beats. Yeah. And we're just going to lift this story up in prayer. I'm, I'm waiting for Kristen to get caught because the spoilers I just saw. Can we talk about the Kristen Sammy scene, though? I know we're... Or are we going to talk about that more when we talk about the Sammy Lucas Lumi stuff? Well, I was going to lead into that story now. Okay, um, perfect. Speaking of Susan, Kristen, whatever the hell her name is today, <laughs> um, she's blackmailing Lomi into doing her bidding. Well, she's blackmailing oh, Sammy. 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 She's blackmailing Sammy. Sammy, and then Sammy's dragging Lucas into well, fixing well, it's kind her. of both, because <laughs> let's be honest, we knew Sammy wasn't going to go through this by herself. Well, no, but like, it's no skin off Lucas's back if the truth comes out. This is right. Sammy's the only one who's got skin in the game here. So but Sammy's I, the one being blackmailed. I don't know why, but I feel like that should have played the beat of, well, I really don't care if she tells EJ because that means I get my dizzy back. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas they is should... playing it. Lucas is, Brian is playing that subtly because you could tell. Yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't care if EJ finds out. Like, he cares only to the extent that Sammy's world is going to be decimated. But other than that, like, I'm pretty sure he's going to be dancing a jig the day that EJ finds out. 
And I love how he keeps like finding little moments to remind her that EJ is trash. Yes. <laughs> like you forgave him for sleeping with Abigail. Like okay. really looking at like, watching their scenes. Oh my god, they still got it. Like Oh yeah. my god, oh my, my Lily babies. I love them so no, much. Her Give face when he brought up Abigail was her. <laughs> Was She's like, why would you, why would you do that now? Thanks, thanks Listen, when, <laughs> when he when he said like it's like Voldemort going up against Bugs Bunny, you got this. <laughs> she said, but she like, but wait a minute, I'm not the Voldemort in this situation, right? <laughs> What killed me was the fact that Kate did not see anything wrong with what was going on. You know, Kate always had a sixth sense of, wait a minute, one of my children's getting together with somebody. Let me get in the middle of it. She uh, might. Like, we, haven't, high school drama, so. we haven't seen Kate interact with Lucas since Sammy dragged Lucas up to that room. So maybe the next time they share a scene, she's going to be like, all right, what's up? Yo, first off, Kate, can I say the fact that she is like involved with something that has to do with Kristen? Maybe she finds out something from indirectly from Lucas and Sammy. Well, because Susan is going to be pivoting to trying to break up Jake and Kate because Vivian is going to be putting pressure on her. But then Kate's going to figure out that she's not Susan, that she's Kristen. Kate usually is more fun when she schemes in her like, kids' relationship. Or Can I just whatever. say my favorite part was like, glad you're not a murder suspect only because you're not framing not me. Only because you're not planning evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not planning evidence. <laughs> I love that. Can I say this? It was so good seeing Lucas and Kate interact again. Yeah, It, yeah. Was. Yeah. it, it flashed was... me back to 1996. Hell, they even... They seem. It seems like they're trying to play Kate with her kids and grandkids. I know we saw her with. Uh, I'm. I'm liking. We're actually getting Philip and Kate. Scenes. Yeah, that was that shocked yeah. out of me. It's like that I, lunch with Allie and Philip and Kate. I like. We're, she's leaving the cult of Jake. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not getting Kate Demera. We're actually getting Kate, Kate Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, but let's go ahead and talk about Kate and Jake for a minute Why? since we're moving uh, on. I'm Eight, Jake, Philip, Gabby. First off, Philip and Gabby. Philip and Gabby I'm sparkle. Oh my God. I sparkle so much. I'm starting can to say it. Can I just say, I'm so happy. I said this on Twitter, but like Gabby basically gave him a laundry list of her worst things. And he's like, okay, and? He's and then so he started fire. listing his too. <sighs> So my favorite great. thing is like she wasn't judged this is the first person probably since Stefan who didn't judge Gabby and, uh, my thing that really got me was when he was asking her on a date and she was playing hard to get at first and then he pressed on a little bit more she's like okay I can't do dinner but you can always take me to lunch and I'm like okay the dialogue, first off, I want to say this. Wednesday through Friday, the dialogue and the script writing was very old school soap. 
And, and we got I some historical references too, it. like specifically on Friday, which we'll talk about when we get to j- the murder mystery and, and John and Marlena and all that stuff. But like some of the dialogue and the historical references have been out of this world. It, it was like, I'm going back and forth between current days and classic days. Me too. So, I'm about a year behind you. So watching Wednesday through Thursdays and Friday, I got hints of 90s days and it felt like there was no beats skipped on those days. It, it literally coincided with me going from the 90s to the clap to like present days and I love that I feel like we got a lot better with the writing that if we could get the pacing down days could be one of the top soaps if we do it correctly my fear is they're not going to do it correctly that's my only issue but those scenes back to the scenes at hand it was very classic very soapy romance you know back in the day when they used to try to chem test and play things up it was so good was and great. I didn't expect to enjoy them like when we read in the preview that this is where it was going I'm pretty sure we all collectively rolled our eyes and groaned because like really but they actually sparkle and I don't care that this is only short term and that Philip is going to be pivoting into another story here soon I'm going to take this for everything it. that it's mm-hmm. take this for everything that it's worth while it's here I actually was sold on Philip and Gabby from the get-go, like, when they were previewed a few months ago, I was like... Yeah, yeah, I remember you were excited about it. Yeah, I was so excited, because Philip is more of the type that I feel Gabby clicks with. Yeah, she's had a a lot of good guys that she's been in a relationship with, but Philip is the type of great character that, like, his personality matches or vibes well with Gabby's. Yeah. And I've enjoyed them ever since. I know they're not long-term, and I'm fine with that. I, like, came into this knowing they were not, like, going to be an endgame couple, and that's fine with me. I'm enjoying them so much. They're the best part of the whole quadrangle storyline, and I love that Philip is like, yeah, so what? You've done all that shady shit or whatever. When your mother's Kate Roberts, it takes a yeah. lot to stop. Yeah. When your father is Victor Kiriakis. Philip has done. Oh, and he was, and he was carried by Vivian. Like, <laughs> like he got it. Like when your well, so. when your entrance into the world is basically, I was a stolen embryo. Like it takes a lot to shock you. I mean, Philip has done. <laughs> like I said, Philip has done some questionable things as well. So. He gets her. Like We actually got a pocket mention the other day, although I wish he would have called that child Tyler. You have a son named Pocket? (laughs) (laughs) But But, yeah, they're they're great together. It's just the Jake and Kate part of this that it's just like, I'm over them. Oh, okay, let me get here. Let me talk about this for a minute. Thank God Kristen with Kate's face is going to break up with him next week. As the long... Kate stand partially. We like Kate. We like Kate. We don't like. We don't like. No, I said Kate, Jake, and Kate. Yeah, he he liked them for about five seconds before you joined the podcast, Nick. Okay, ninety-five percent of me hate them. Five percent of me likes them. Um, I'm gonna say this. It's obvious they're trying to end this couple. It's in the writing. It's in the stars. I mean, just watching their scenes. 
This, yeah, but then, they've been a thing since November. How- but then again, when they were talking under the Mara mansion before they went out to lunch, and he kissed her, and I kind of got a little bit. I, I, I got a little no, bit. No, that of made feels. my stomach turn. I'm so sick Listen, of seeing Kate them with kiss. Nicholas was harder than Kate with Jake. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, also, it gave me a little other, bit. Can we of get the other feel? people? Please don't kiss? compare them them to Kate and Nicholas. No. Can we please just get other couples kissing and other couples in bed? Like, please. Yes. I'm so sick of I'm so sick of seeing Kate's sex life. I could scream. But at at the same time, they gave me a little bit of the feels with that little kiss and everything. Even though I know this couple is doomed. Yeah, if literally, they're the ending stars. next Friday. Thank the gods. It's in the stars. In the first place. Not this long, anyway. Like they literally, they could have started at the anniversary party and broken up on New Year's Eve and never spoken to each other. No, no, again. it was supposed to end at the end of February, and it's gone too long. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm not a fan of this couple per se anymore, but I, I, I do like them at the same time. I mean, that little kiss it gave me a few of the feels, but deep down, I know. It's about to end. I mean, come on now. They they didn't play that Roman and Kate scene for no apparent reason. Yeah, no, it's ending. Thank God. Oh, do we think Roman's going to be the one to save Kate? Yeah. Come on. Wait a minute. Wait. I just got what you meant. If they have my uncle Roman going in there swinging (laughs) bowls like he used to in the 80s. Oh my god. Oh, oh yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I may be one long Roman fan here, but God. A lot of people like complain that Kate is the problem in this. Actually, it's Jake for me. Like, I, I, it's Jake because we don't care about him. Right. I feel like Kate is just minding her business and going about her life, and yeah, Kate, he has too much baggage. Kate's just screwing. That's what she's doing. But the, but Kate but Kate is becoming an insecure mess in this relationship. Yeah, she likes him too much. Jake. That's that's my like, issue. She likes him. Yeah, too much. yeah. Like Jake isn't worth all of this to me, and like Kate has been a more secure. Like Kate wasn't this insecure when she was with Victor. Exactly. That's scheming. the thing. I think that's the issue. They have Kate in this kitty romance when Kate is in her 70s now. 60s. Don't do don't do Lauren Coswell like Wait, that. She's 60. The, I thought she was in her 70s. Is, the character of Kate is in her 70s. Yes. I would <laughs> there's, say there's no way around that. Her and Marlena around the same age, character-wise. But then again, if I look that good at 70, I'd be screwing just to screw as well. <laughs> and baby, hand me that Melamusa. <laughs> oh my god! That might be the title oh, of the podcast. Another musical. It's a no, I, I, I have a different. Oh, you know the title I have in mind. I was thinking sense of the wee wee as well, but we'll no, no, please We're not God, doing no. that. We're not doing that. No, we might. You never know, I, guys. Okay, this is for the listeners. They don't know the title until I post it. So they're literally just as shocked as you guys are. So <laughs> the only one we saw coming was Gwen Bounce Check. That's the only one we saw coming. <laughs> I I have my own suggestion for a podcast title when we get to a certain story. Well, we're just gonna live Jake and Kate 
We're not gonna no, we don't even. Prayer. We don't even have to look them up We're gonna pray for the ending. We don't even have to pray for that to end because we already know that's coming. We can just leave him on the playground and move right along. Oh damn, Tony. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna lift Philip and Gabby up in prayer, even though we know that's gonna end. Come on, let's let's do something positive today. <laughs> um, okay, now to talk about murder mystery from hell. Oh, we're going the, there. Okay, so we're okay. I mean, do you have another suggestion? I thought we were gonna go. I guess we're saving Abby, Gwen, and all that stuff for the end. Yeah, because I have a dragon. But okay. um, <laughs> but the murder mystery from hell, where there's literally no suspects until the this went like Friday. Um, well, the episode, the, the story only aired on Friday. Friday, yeah. exactly. Which is stupid, but here we are. Okay. Murder mystery from hell. There's a lot to discuss. There's Jan and Claire. There's Belle and all that bullshit. There's Melinda Trash showing up for the first time in a criminal storyline, which is a travesty because I've always been saying Melinda Trash should be a contract player. On this Definitely. Um, it, it, I'm over it. I don't care. Who okay, I, I know you're over it, but there are some things that we should discuss that were actually really good. Starting with John and Marlena's hypnosis. Yes! That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. That I was going to give them a, I was going to give them a whole segment on their own. But it all correlates, so we could just kind of talk about it now, because, like, that was amazing. The historical references in that scene were amazing. And the best part about it is the original hypnosis scenes that they were referencing in 1986 aired this month. And Joe, I love Joe, on Twitter, uh, did a parallel. The dialogue, the music cues, everything was so similar. It is ridiculously insane. Uh, as y'all know, I may be a Jorah fan, but Jarlana is my ship. They are my number one. And those scenes gave me all the feels. It, Every last one of them. Again, oh. th- this was a day where this it was felt days. like classic Friday days. Was oh days. my God. It felt oh, like classic days so when they referred to the first time they met. Remember that, the first time we met and you tried to get my memory back? I was the pawn. And when he said that he thought that the aneurysm like stopped him from being able to hold back his impulses as the pawn, like that was such a great connection detail. I was yeah. dying. I was but, uh, First off, him mentioning that made me scream because yes! again, it's always been in the pathos. Everyone has known this. John could snap at any moment and become the pawn again. And the pawn may be in his 60s and 70s now, but that pawn, he can snap your neck at any moment. Stefano trained and the one thing, well. And the one thing that always triggered that was Stefano or Marlena getting hurt. Because I'm seeing it now in the middle of the devil possession. Because I'm like right smack dab in the middle of the devil possession. And John is very on edge. John is wanting to snap Stefano like a twig and he doesn't have an aneurysm at this point it's all about protecting Marlena so the instincts have always been there and and the thing is it's a good tie-in where and that point where John was like you believed I did it don't you and Marlena was no no John 
And, I don't think she and, does, but she's scared. And if she's not scared for John, I think she knows that somebody they love did it, and she's yeah. scared of what I that think that's means. the thing. I think that's the thing because deep down, Marlene knows John is not a killer. I mean, it goes back to it really tied back into the Aramid storyline where everyone thought that John killed Tony, except for Marlena. Marlena was the only one. And that's what killed the John Chris. I mean, I was never a big fan of John and Kristen like before I actually watched it. I'm certainly not a fan as I'm watching now. But the death knell for me of the John Kristen relationship was the fact that she didn't believe him when he said he didn't kill Tony. I mean, that was the cat. First off, Aramid was the catalyst for a lot of things. Aramid was the catalyst of Marlena realizing that her feelings for John were more than a best friend relationship. That was when Kristen screwed herself out of John because Kristen went on stand and said that she believed that John killed Tony. If not for that, John would have never written that letter to Marlena that Kristen just found, That well, from where I'm watching, that Kristen just found, which started evil, manipulative Kristen trying to yes. keep Marlena apart. So there were a lot of good tie-ins to Aramid. There was a lot of good tie-ins from their meeting in 1986 it was just and and ugh. the way the hypnosis the, the way the hypnosis itself was done first of all i love that marlena's basic um hypnosis technique has not changed in all this time like the dialogue everything was exactly the same it was amazing but like the effects that they did and the way they did the flashback and the way that yes. drake was moving like if he said, I went this way and he moved his head and then he went that way and he moved his head again to indicate the direction and the way they intercut the car, they intercut the outside of the building, they intercut him standing in Charlie's apartment and they intercut him seeing the killer in Belle's jacket. It was Emmy worthy. Oh, it was so good. It was and, great. And can and, we talk about Drake and Deidre oh, still so got good. it. 30 years later. I mean, it's just the amazing. dialogue. And he was like, 35 okay. years later. It's going to be, it's, I think, I think DJ's 35th anniversary is coming or for like Drake's 35th just happened. I think Deidre's 40th is coming. Like it's their chemistry is still the same after all of these years. I, I mean, they just bring so much the, the dialogue. Liquor. I mean, when they first sat down and he was like, well, pull out your recorder. And I was like, oh, we're just going to do this off the record. He was like, Doc, I know you. You're scared and you're not trying to record for fear of, you know, me incriminating myself. She was like, well, I'm your wife. Um, I can't testify because you are scared. I can't testify because you are scared. A little bit differently, but those were some great scenes. I, they were the best part of the Friday. I mean, that dialogue was classic Jarlena. If you ever really watched was. a classic... If you ever watch a classic Jarlena scene, that was their dialogue. That was the way they carried on back in the day. And it still mm -hmm. holds up now. So it was just very, uh, it was so good. So good. Who, who do you guys think what uh, John actually saw? I'm wondering if it's Claire. Or if it's Belle and she blocked it out. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm still on the jab train. I think he thinks that he saw Belle. Because yeah. he recognizes yeah, the he, jacket. He thinks but it's he, Belle. But... He actually saw Belle? 
but here's the thing though because her jacket was missing a button we know that it was definitely her jacket that was at the crime scene we don't know for a fact that she was wearing it but i went back and i looked the last time we saw bell before they jumped to the many hours later and to the don't shoot she was still wearing her jacket But, but here's the thing we also saw Nicole wearing a similar jacket. Yes, but her jacket doesn't have a hood. I checked. I okay. still think it's Dan who wore Belle's jacket. Yeah, uh, I'm leaning that way, and I hate it. Well, let's we'll talk I, about Jan and Claire listen, for a moment. It's not a coincidence that she just woke up. But she's gonna I, be tied. She's gonna be tied into that murder somehow. I know she's it. The, I'm calling she's it. The, yo, she's the catalyst. For John being hypnotized into remembering who the killer was, it doesn't necessarily I, doesn't necessarily mean she is the killer. They just use Jan as a catalyst. I think because well, well, let's talk about Jan and Claire for a minute. Claire, baby, God, well, she's her, as lovab- she's as lovably dumb as her father was the first time he dealt with Jan. Jesus fucking Christ, out of I know she, she did make points. She did make points, but Jesus fucking Christ on a cracker. Claire is as dumb as her father. Claire, come come here. Come sit on Uncle Michael's lap. <laughs> Baby, you're not Martha Madison's Bell's child. You are Charity Ramos Bell's child. No, uh, no, no, you, no, 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 no. You no, don't no, know no, where no, you no, are, no. baby, and we're that's not, okay. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. What we're going to do is we are going to attribute the blame where it belongs, and we are going to attribute the blame to her father because her father was just as dumb the first time he dealt with shit. So I get why Claire is... You, do, you better not defend this bullshit. Don't oh, you do it. No, but uh-uh. I get why she's softening up to Jan. No! Because, no, no, listen, uh, no. No. Be- no! She softened up to Gwen, too. Like, yeah, oh! Yeah, that, not only that, <laughs> but she gets like, what, This is another one of her horrible decisions. That I, I, I get I what she is, though, because Jan pointed shit. out, like, don't, don't hold this against me when you're mad at Sierra did. You know, like she. Yeah, Jan made valid points and say, don't do to me what others have done to you. Which that is don't mean be a fool. And Claire but that's where the thing she, is that she's already given her her second she's chance. Already given her, gave a second, her a second chance. And, and she drugged her mom and held her mom at gunpoint. <laughs> you know, held her entire family. I'm the only one who's like enjoying their. Like I, you you give Claire too many chances. The girl uh, is stupid. She's dumb. Claire she, is my girl. I love her. And I enjoyed the scene Claire's with Claire. Too. Like, this is the most with Claire. She can't game. sing and she dumb, y'all. That's just okay. a fact we have to deal with. Well, no, we're not going that far. Like, no, I love no. Claire. I love Claire to pieces. But her believing Jan is not the move. She is absolutely she's being stupid. her father's, she's she's being her father's daughter in this moment. From. And I just, no. I couldn't stand it when Sean was this dumb. I absolutely cannot stand it now. I, I give nice. giving people second chances. She is very interesting. She already gave her one. Exactly. And that's no, she shot on it. it. It's so many second chances one person can give another person until that one person becomes a dumbass. And Claire, I'm sorry, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> There's no going against it. She's dumb. She don't know what she is. Not only that, can we just point out that Jan is literally threatening to send her grandfather to the pen. 
right? Exactly. Like, like you, you threaten my grand, you threaten my grandparents. It's game over. Like, I don't, I don't fuck with you if you fuck with my grandparents. Like, that's just how it works. She, she's, she's dumb. Like no I'm sorry. It. It's, There's no defending it. It's just not. It makes no sense. All of our things. She comes by it honestly. I will. That's all I'm gonna. Not say. this many, Nick. No, I'm just I'm I'm ex, I'm on y'all side. Like she, this is a dumb. This is Claire's being dumb right now. No, but you say but, all our faves have dumb moments. Yeah, but this is dumb moment after dumb moment after dumb moment. But uh, this, but this I, is also in this is also in character with Claire when she's not crazy. She's dumb, dumb as shit. <laughs> no, but I'm actually enjoying Claire with Jan. I enjoy their scenes. That doesn't that mean I don't think that she's dumb as fuck. Great. It's just she it, it makes no I, sense. Now, okay, now hold on, y'all. Ha- I re- remember a few weeks ago instead of being like cheerleader cheerleader for like Ben Sierra. So this is preferable to me. I actually not like her as like naive and dumb. It's a family trait. Like look at Brady. <laughs> no, that's different. Brady no, has Brady's the wee wee syndrome. That is his problem. <laughs> he ain't stupid until he get up inside you. Now, Claire, she's just stupid. <laughs> that's fine. Like again, you give Claire too many chances. Now, remember a few weeks ago when I called her learning impaired, and y'all tried to jump down my throat. Except for Dylan, everyone jumped down my throat. Now we're all on the same wavelength. The girl, she uses fifty percent of her brain. And not in the way that is usual. She, she's stupid. She ain't there. She don't know what she is. That's charity. Rama's baby. And we pivot now to the Bell Sean stuff. Like I love their fight over the like over the legal document that she had. I love that Sean said, uh, "We don't actually need you in order to press charges." So this was like not necessary. And I love the fact that he's so concerned about what's going to happen to her and what's going to happen to Claire if Jan goes free. Like Sean and Bell together and fighting against their nemesis is the only thing I've ever wanted for them as a diehard shipper of them. And I said it last week, I'm going to say it again. This is the most solid they have been in 16 years and it is fucking amazing. I'm here for it. I want more of it. Yeah, I cannot wait to see him fighting to clear her. It's going to be I'm so excited that Bo Brady is going to jump out and I'm just like, yes, give it to me. Well, we have to get arrested. Do you think she really did it? Am no. I the only one? Not no. at all. But am I the only one who also thinks that it's really, really weird that they jumped from a button found on the floor near the body to okay, the button belongs to the killer. I could see it if it was like grasped in his hand. So like they, they said they found it. They said they, they found, said they found, found it, next it next to the, to the on, body. They said they yeah. found it next to the body on the floor. Okay, yeah, the thing, though, the I wish. Like, I'm looking at my floor right now. I got change. I got hair. I got hairpins. I got it. That doesn't mean that it was put there the night that he died. That's, but that's it's a, it's a, a big, logical. But it's, it's literally big. the only thing they have right now. Here's the thing, though. I wish we would have seen Ray for other cops. Like collect the evidence from the crime scene. Yes, they. I mean, I kind of see what Dylan is saying, because and that, that would have made more defense. sense. Like 
he would have. But also, like, Rafe but would know because Rafe was, no. Rafe was in that apartment a couple days prior because Rafe was the one who found Ava. But again, what Dylan's saying, it makes sense. And that could be Bell's defense. True. 17 but... different people went, was in that apartment and they didn't kill him. Who's to say that I did just because a button fell off? You know what I mean? No, but that's true. When but... that button fell off, how do you know Claire, you know, he was dating Claire. Was Claire. he grasping the button or something like that? No, no, more. it was on the floor next to the body. But again, Rafe, Rafe was in there only a couple days before he died because he was the one who found Ava. But he wasn't and, there the night he was killed, though, Tom. Right, but I Dylan, see what they're trying to say. Dylan, is, Dylan, is, Dylan is asking how, how do we know when the button got there versus when we don't. Well, Rafe was in there a couple days prior to Charlie being killed and didn't see the button. Looking at looking but the button. thing is, the button... I, mean, <laughs> I, I get I get it. I, I do. I'm just saying that is, they made a... It would have made more sense had the, you know, had they found the button in his hand. Because... Uh, yeah, I'm it's getting both the, sides. It's, it's stuff on the, the floor. Is, the storyline. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I, no, I mean, I'm just saying he was dating Claire. We don't know if Claire borrowed her mother's jacket and wore it. Maybe the button fell off. Belle didn't even realize her button was missing until Jan pointed it out to her. Yeah. And, so and that's the thing. I, I'm seeing both sides of the argument. Yeah, I see why they jumped to that conclusion because they literally have no other suspects and they need this reach. But at the same time, 17 different people were in that apartment that night. Bell could have been there, but that doesn't automatically mean that Bell shot Here's him. The, you know what I mean? Bell's also going to be swearing that she was never there. But I mean, her coat being there doesn't mean that Bell was there. It means her jacket was there. Yeah. This storyline has and been so It was Don Craig, y'all. Well, we know it was a female now, so yeah. Uh, the storyline has been told in a way that's taking me out. I love like a few scenes we've gotten this week, but I felt like we should have seen Rave or others at the crime scene collecting evidence, more suspense, more ur- like more urgency. And, it should have been more procedural, the, like I said in the group chat. Yeah, exactly more mysterious it's been like oh rafe has like but, i mean now? Like, in terms of the mystery we still don't know who actually did it it's a like, mystery but it hasn't been like it's, built it's, up yeah we still don't know who it is but the sto- the execution of it is just wonky it's, it's like really... it's, it's like um like i said it's like uh rafe is just kind of reacting to things falling in his lap as opposed to him actively Finding. investigating. And they sh- also should have used more cops. You have Sean, you have Eli, you have Lonnie. Lonnie is, other... uh, is on maternity. But you, but you could also have consult with her because she was the first yeah. person to... She Didn't she take um, Ali's she, statement about she the took Ali, Yeah, she yeah. did. So like, they've been involved with the story from the exactly. beginning. They're just not using it. And them. Sean was the one who arrested Charlie. Yeah. They so, should like, have had more people involved. It's been... And Melinda Trash should have showed up before now. Like, yeah. where has she been? Yeah, all these times... Eli actually told... Eli actually told Tripp and Ava that Charlie was dead. So yeah. why wasn't he? And told Claire. Exactly. Well, so well let's talk about like... let's talk about two suspects who have been written off. Tripp and Allie. They had their little romp in the Brady oh, Club. How did y'all feel about that? I'll say I it mean, first. I have they have chemistry. I they like do them. have chemistry. The, and the, yeah, 
the story the story for the writing for it is god awful we know this that's going on with a lot of things right now but they do have chemistry they have they chemistry, chemistry. It just i do I don't like think them. they have chemistry but yeah. um i they do have chemistry i do like them i like that they're addressing the elephant in the room of her like of what happened with the accusation, I wish she wouldn't be praising Trip every five seconds. Yeah, it's it's too heavy handed. Like they're overdoing the Trip's a good guy thing. Let him be a piece yeah, of yeah. shit. It would work better. Like for example, like it was weird to me. They're, they're making reaches where their reaches don't need to be made. Like yeah. Ali's whole, oh, it's so hard for me to, you know, schedule a it's job. It's like they're trying to convince us to like this couple. And he's like, oh, well, I'll watch him anytime. I'm like, girl, your grandmother is rich, rich. Okay. Kate will hire you a nanny if you ask. This is not I'm, I'm ready for the third party to like get into this story orbit because I, I don't Who like... Who do we think that out. third party is? I have no idea. I'm thinking it's okay. I'm going but to... But the thing um, is, I don't think they have chemistry. I think they're boring. And Allie deserves better. I can think of another she, couple that's boring. Yeah, that's fine. But they're boring. And like, Chemistry is subjective. Yeah, Who exactly. do you think the third party is going to be? Uh, okay, yeah, first off... I'm for a, a while, I actually wanted it to be... Chanel. That's where I thought it was going for a minute there too, but then they but pivoted right to this. Now I don't really see it because she is too busy scheming. With right, exactly. Like once I knew she was marrying Xander, that theory went completely off the table. Oh, oh okay. So... My my thing is, I'm telling on to Dylan's thing when she when Allie was talking about I want to start a career. This then the third. I'm like, you come from two sets of rich grandparents. Kate is rich as hell. John and Marlena are rich as hell, even though they don't play it off anymore. You can get a nanny. It's, it's, are they, though? Because John gave up all his money when they tried to make him into Bernie Madoff or accused him of being Bernie Madoff. <laughs> I think they still had their money because remember when um Marlena was hell? Um, oh, yeah. By somebody and... They it was, was Orpheus, right? Yes. Yeah, he wanted, wanted ten million dollars. Right, right. Okay. John was like, "Okay, let me just reach into my wallet and pull out ten million dollars." It was just that ease for him. He still has that Alamein money as well. So, oh, yeah. even though they don't play it off anymore, I wish we would have saw John and Aunt Bea. But please, they're so cool, cool together. But as for who the third party. I think it's going to be Theo eventually when they Me too. end this Theo I, I and like, Sierra thing. I feel like, especially knowing what, what the promo looks like with Sierra, Sierra, Theo, and Ben next week, I feel like Theo is going to pump the brakes on anything really happening, happening with Sierra. He's going to walk away because he's going to be standing right there when Sierra says what she says to Ben. If they don't go in the direction of Theo can see the connection between them and walk away to avoid getting hurt, I will be very surprised. And when he does that, I feel like Allie's going to be there to pick up the pieces. Well, here's my theory on it. It's just the fact that Theo and Allie have yet to share a scene together. And that's very telling to me, considering we know darn well that Theo and Allie know each other and they're good friends. Yeah, they were practically cousins growing up. They used to, I mean, they used to play together mainly because of the Sierra tie-in. But Ali's brother is Theo's cousin, yep. and they were always at the Demira Mansion. And we know that the only reason that Lexi was allowed to go to the Demira Mansion is because she fought 
for Theo to have a relationship with Stefano. So we know that they know each other. It's odd to me that they haven't shared scenes together yet. So I feel like they're going to use that for the exact moment of putting in the third party. Question, do you think they have a past already? Like that we haven't seen or we aren't aware of? I th- maybe. Maybe. If they were smart, they would play it as they always had a connection, a little flirtatious thing going on, but Theo never crossed that line because of Johnny. If they play it smart like that, we have an amazing triangle that we can start off with. Yeah, because it's it's I, I I do think that Theo is going to end up uh, now if if they make it that Theo is the third party and like he he's going to be competing for for Allie's heart. Do you actually see him like trying to compete and put up a fight, or do you see him being a like? I don't. I think because of the way they're playing it, I think they already have Trip and Allie in, on such a collision course. I think. I don't want. This, I don't think I it's think... gonna. I don't think it's gonna be much of a fight. I think it's may. I mean, from what we've been seeing lately with Theo, Theo has a way with the women. I, I, I mean, Theo could smile and the women start swooning. Like I got film sweat. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's much of a. It's gonna be much of a fight per se. Yeah, it's gonna be a tugging of her going from trip to Theo. But yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna be much of a competition. It's more of a who is she gonna catch feelings for harder for if that made but yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna be much of a fight. I would like to see that, even though I'm a Fiera fan, I would I would quickly go over to Sally. It's at this point I actually think Theo will end up with someone else, but who who Claire? Oh, go to hell. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, they've been... They've been That's where it's it. going to so, end. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't l- l- let me just say this, and the- I- I'm going to say this, and, and I mean it. I have my hand on the Bible. They go that route. Tony, you will be the new host of this show because I'm out. I will go all the way over to General City because I'll be so uh-huh. good the show. I, you you so say serious. that every time, every time you you think you think of a of a story that you're not gonna like, but you realize that I'm going to drag you, keep kicking and screaming, to stay on this podcast. This podcast was your baby. You do not get to abandon ship. People abandon babies on this show all the time. I mean, look at Mimi. Yeah, yeah, abandoned her, her mama took it. <laughs> Without, I don't even think Mimi we, knew about that. <laughs> But where were we? Claire and Theo? No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. I'll be, look, I'll be open to, I'll be honestly open to Ali and Theo, Theo and Sierra, uh, not Theo and Sierra, good Lord, Theo and Claire. Freudian slip. Freudian slip, good time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. Oh, but, I know you've been campaigning. You've been campaigning for it. Most of media, yeah, but not now. But, but as yeah. I was saying, I'll be open to Theo and Claire. The only thing that'll be open is my door as I leave this damn show behind. <laughs> you are not gonna. You are but, not going to leave the show behind, no matter what you say. But no, I don't. 
I don't want it, but I wouldn't quit the show for it. Are she in me? Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I can't yeah, sit okay. through it. I sat through it the first time. I can't do it again. I can't. But you don't know what it would be like with these actors. They don't have chemistry. It don't matter. They do, <laughs> they do have chemistry. <laughs> they do. I don't, I, please. I, I don't hear no. lie like rub. Okay. okay, so chemistry is subjective. I see f- friend chemistry with them. I don't see romantic. Do you guys see chemistry with Trippinelli? I don't see it. No, I do. I, I, do. I, do. I see I, a little I, bit. I saw. I saw it from the the first day they shared scenes. That's look like when you when you walk in and slap someone is your first scene. Like there, there was chemistry in that slap, and even I think like they have more chemistry when they're like maybe arguing, but sitting in a pub and being like <laughs> like cutesy and stuff. No. Like some, when some... she started addressing him in the middle of the public, what the fuck was that? I don't know. They're doing, they're messing it up. It's so easy. Why does he do this? Like, I like them. I like the idea of them, but they are just ruining the story, and it's pissing me off. I'm just, I'm just ready for Allie to get a better love interest. And I I do like that Allie had the conversation of I don't know what I want to do with my life and I didn't even really want to know what I wanted to do with my life before I you know, had the baby. That, during that scene, I was thinking, well, your mother didn't get a job until she was in her 30s, so. I mean, she, I mean her mother was... Uh, a candy striper people. for 20 years. Her, her, yeah, her mother was drugging people, switching fraternity tests, and... Um, and lying through her teeth at the age of 17. Yeah. Well, hell, she was switching she was switching paternity tests at 15, 16, and then drugging people and having sex with them at 17. I, I mean, she was a candy striper until she was about 30. So I get it. I mean, there's no fault to it. At least you're trying to get a job on like some characters. But <laughs> I, but she has so many opportunities just like she could work at the pub because it's a family business. She could literally go work with Nicole at Basic Black. She could go to Titan and work at Gabby Chic. She could go to Demera and work there because Kate's there. Like she's connected to every major company in Salem through a family member. She has no shortage of job opportunities. All she has to do is pick one. She better use gonna have that nepotism like her cousin did, even though she fails at it. <laughs> Every single person on this show gets a job through fucking nepotism. It's a and thing. they go to work. Do they? Because not everybody does. Yeah, they did. I ain't never see everyone to work two times, child. And when, was, <laughs> and when was the last time we saw Nicole at work before we saw her talking to Chloe? She been on the longest FMLA leave in history. But anyways, let's... Well, Nicole's always at Basic Black. They're not always. Doing anything, but I mean, just... she's, she's been shown working in some, like, to some extent. So she has been working. Who? Only... Nicole. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were talking about Sierra. People, I would say who's been, like, hardworking, consistently going to work were Eli and Lonnie. And even Roman, when we see him, he's always at the pub working. Yeah. That's his house, though. (laughs) (laughs) All he got to do is go downstairs. (laughs) Does he live above the pub, or does he still have the house he always had? He lives above the pub. I think he lives at the pub. Yes. Because remember when him and um, Anna was screwing? 
Oh right. Oh yeah. By the way, I miss the upstairs of the pub. We used Didn't to see we that see all the time. Last time with um, Rafe and Carrie. No, no, I mean the old, like the old school upstairs of the pub oh. where we used to see their kitchen. But let's go to the last story on the docket. <laughs> Shabby Gwen and that damn Jack Devereaux. All hail Queen Marcy Miller. Give her all the Emmys. Give Every it- single goddamn one of them. Because she, she chewed that scenery up in a good way. Listen, she did I, I what she had to do. I rewatched that one scene, the one I sent in the group chat this morning, 700 times. And I know the line was minimize the horror, but I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God. It's, 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 I, I thought so she like said, you said whore. <laughs> she said minimize that whore. But I, I want to say this. I thought she was going to slap the hell out of Jack. I, I really did, and she should have. It would have been called. It would have been called for. Matter. What was that, Dylan? I, said, I wouldn't have been mad at her if she had. Uh, he's, I, he's I, I mean, he's I'm funny anymore. I, I'm at a point now where I just want everyone to just take Jack outside and just whoop his ass. Listen, somebody, somebody needs to smack some sense into him. And if I'm actually, I'm actually hoping that his brother will do that next week. And if you're, if I'm hoping that Steve will talk sense into him, you know it's in trouble because I've been thinking Steve is a dumpster fire since most of the year. The thing is, he would have had a slap or two coming, but I also, I also get what he. Like where he's coming from. No, 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 not totally, but it's just that I, I don't see Gwen being completely honest. I, it plays like she's having an agenda, but the story they're telling is that she's better now. But I also right. see Jack not. He wants them to get along. I, I'm not on his side at all. He can, I think he's, he can want them to get along, but he, he can needs want to them stop to get trying along. to broker a peace between them. Just let and them And stop trying be. to make Abigail out to be the wronged party when she has a I, very, very natural reaction to finding out that her exactly. sister is pregnant by her husband. Now, the one thing that did make me go, huh, was when she automatically jumped to, okay, I'm going to schedule the appointment for the abortion. Right or wrong, that is not something that Abby can decide not not not, only, not 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 that but not, it's not something she would do it's not something she would do she couldn't even abort her own baby when she thought charlotte was a rape baby she couldn't even abort her own baby that is not something that abigail in her right mind would jump to that was a giant red flag but for me. when you think about the like what abby's been through lately I don't we think... understand how she got there. It's just that she's kind of lost herself in this. Exactly. And that's what Chad was worried about a few weeks ago. And it's happening big time. And that to me was a giant red flag that she is not okay. Because Abby, normal Abby, would not have jumped to that at all. I think when she, she left, only... when she left, she said, you better do it. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. <laughs> the only part that really made me like, sim- like not even sympathize, be on Jack's side is it was like, it's your choice. 
I can't, Abigail can't make you take this baby away. Nobody has it right. That was the only time I was on Jack's side. Yeah, other than that, that was fine. Other than that, like I don't mind him. Su- to slap. I don't mind him supporting his daughter or both of his daughters. But the thing is, he's supporting Gwen and exiling Gabby. He's not supporting both of them. He's picking sides, and he doesn't need to be. Saying that he's not the whole time. He's. It's kind of like he's gaslighting her a little bit because he keeps telling Abby that he's not choosing between them when all he's done is choose between them and every time he's chosen Gwen. Exactly. And I think the issue for me is you're not taking her side at all. You're painting her as wrong 90% of the time. And I want to say this. Um, what is her name who portrays Gwen? Molly O'Brien. She is an amazing actress because I kind of felt sorry for her for like two minutes. Then I remember you killed my Laura Horton. <laughs> and it was going to be brought up at some point. Of course. Yeah, I've done good in not mentioning it every podcast, but I had to say it. You killed Laura. So everything you've done, there's no redemption coming for you, baby. It, it, it's just not coming. And this isn't just me as a Laura fan. This is just a show fan. You killed the beloved character. I mean, in cold blood. What I think, what I'm kind of annoyed with is they've they've played, they've isolated Gwen in this story. Had I think they should have gotten her involved with someone else, having her try to pass the baby off as someone else's, to keep the peace, to avoid upsetting Abigail further, and then. Jack finding out and trying to get her to tell the truth. Hell, that, I would, could, I, that could have been, been that could have been a great way to drive the story further. Who would who would you have done it, Jake? Oh God, no. Um, <laughs> let me see. Xander, because that's the only one that makes sense. Yeah, before Xander got involved with Chanel, I thought that's where they were going because they made a point to make Jack and Xander friends, which felt random, but they he did help care for him well the jack xander friendship was born out of an idea that matthew ashford had they Um, i think i thought they were going to go that route and i think they should have or given given gwen someone else to play off of besides the people she's hurt but my, my thing is they're doing all this to try to redeem gwen when she's as a character right now she's not redeemable anymore the only way they can redeem Gwen fully is if Laura is still is still alive, and I have the perfect storyline for that to happen. But again, I I'll even give storyline advice anymore. So, yeah, Xander was the obvious choice for somebody else for Gwen to play off of. Even Charlie, if they hadn't killed him, Mm-mm, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Charlie had to die. There was no way around it. Oh no, totally. But I'm just saying, like, because they haven't even really played her with that many people. But Jack, That's... the Jack Xander friendship was strictly born out of uh, Matthew Ashford's idea. They were rehearsing those scenes in the Brady Pub when Xander asked uh, Jack to put out an ad in the Spectator when he was trying to get Sarah back, mm-hmm. and. Jack, it was originally written that Jack was going to be very dismissive and rude to him. But then Jack was like, Matt was like, wait a second. We actually have a history. You're the one who found me. And you're the one who like got me out of the building in Nashville and, you know, took care of me while I was 
not myself. So maybe I should actually be a little bit nicer to you. So he kind of shifted the tone of the scene and the writers actually liked it and started writing more towards it. They, they should have expanded it to Gwen. I have a bone to pick with y'all actually. I like how I just casually mentioned I had a storyline idea and nobody tried to drag it out of me. But anyway. <laughs> it's a miracle we get you to watch this show. So like, if you don't, uh, don't want to discuss the story, you don't have to. Well, m- my idea would be, and it'll be a perfect way to usher Abigail off. Abigail finally has enough for everybody trying to paint her as this villain in this situation. And she was like, you know what? The Demera family doesn't have my back, but I know someone who will. She picks up her phone. Hello? It's Abby. Peter, I need you. And then we go down this whole road of bringing Peter back onto the canvas. And, you know, he comes back as a quote-unquote changed man. He took in a foster daughter, but we never see the foster daughter until it's revealed that the foster daughter was Gwen and she's been keeping yeah. that secret to keep the peace. I would love that. I mean, except Gwen said she aged out of the foster system, so she was never actually adopted. But, but, but at the same time, she could be lying to keep the peace. I mean, if, she, if they found out that she was Peter's foster daughter. But but Jack said that he, he did a background check and everything she said checked out. And if there was any records of her being adopted, he would have found them. Well, he's a demer. It could have been under the table. You know what I mean? They could always pivot around that. Thank God Peter is like a skeezy character anyway that they could pivot from that. But eventually they found out that um, Peter saved Laura with Dr. Ralph's serum and kept it from Gwen. And that would be the perfect way to redeem Gwen. Because her, or- out of all the things that she's done, the one unredeemable thing is that she killed Laura in cold blood. Honestly, they don't even, I mean, I would love, I mean, I would love to bring Peter back, but they don't even have to go that route in order to do it. What if the reason Laura's estate is taking so long to resolve is because Laura's not actually dead and Jennifer's hiding her mother? What would, what would be Jennifer's reason for not telling people? Figuring out the truth of what happened and making sure that Gwen's not going to hurt her mother again. It, it could be okay, Laura remembers that Gwen killed her and Jennifer is like, okay, I don't want you anywhere near that woman until we can get proof that you could prove that we can put her in jail. Something along that line. That, that's a good way to do it. I prefer the Peter idea because it makes more sense as you know, I mean, it wouldn't question, make people question Jennifer as, Jennifer, why would you do this? Blah, 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 blah. If she's alive and nobody knows, but Peter and he's holding Laura captive with the intent of pulling Jennifer away from Jack, it would make more sense. But Who would you cast as Peter? I know we can't get Peter Brooks back, but... I, not if we have any hope of getting Missy back as Jen. We don't oh, want her back, but um, <laughs> but I don't think um, the show is William ever DeVry. Have... Yeah, I was thinking about him. William DeVry would be a decent one. Or Ted, he... Ted King, maybe? Ted King would be good. William DeVry, I'm pretty sure, moved to Canada, so... What? What about Trevor St. John? 
Ooh. Ooh, that'd be good. Oh, because now I you talking about language, Aria. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, a lot of, not a lot, but a few fans, like, they were like, let's get Trevor St. John as Peter Blake. And I'm, I was on board. I remember that. It was random, but it, it made sense. Because I think he would be a good Peter. Yeah. But He's Ted King or William DeBryan would, like would be my top two picks. Ted King or William DeBryan. But I, I want to talk about this. The shift from Family Man chat with Theo to this chat that we got with during the Chabby and Gwen storylines are two totally separate entities and they need to work on merging them together some way somehow yeah because it, it makes no sense how i completely love theo his interaction with theo and then we get back to him and his interactions with his own wife and i just literally despise the man it, i did like i did like that chad called her called abby on the fact that she's not supposed to be drinking but first while off, she's on her scene, medication that scene was so old school so i mean the music playing Gabby taking six different shots of brandy. Abby. Abby. Yeah, yeah, what shit? They really need to work on these names. Abby um, drinking six, seven shots of brandy. And then chat, you know you're not supposed to drink with Abigail, with um, your meds, Abigail. Abigail, you're scaring me. What are you doing, Abigail? Tell me what's wrong. We can work through it together, Abigail. Why are you drinking, Abigail? It was just very old. It gave me another world. And then, she, and then she just dropped the bomb and walked out of the room. I like. I like. She's how over she it. her glass with his, and she was like, "Yeah, you're, you're, having, you're having my sister's kid." Cheers. It, I, I know a lot of y'all are probably because I, I know I'm too young to know any another world references, but I do. It gave me Matt and Rachel vibes. Yes. And it, what are you doing, Abigail? It it, it gave <laughs> me Rachel. What are you doing? I know you're up to something, Rachel. It it, it just gave me those vibes, and I love. You aren't it. wrong. You are so not wrong because I felt it too. But you and I have a similar brain when it comes to soap histories. It, it gave me Mac and Rachel, and if they give us this with Chabby all the time. I would be one of the biggest chat because it was just those scenes were so good. They were it gave us old school soap. We haven't been seeing old school soap in a long time. But yeah, Chabby, like the- Chabby works better when Abigail is, mm-hmm. um, yeah when Abigail is unraveling and Chad's trying to hold her together. Yeah, which is kind of where they are now because and somebody pointed this out on Twitter and I'm not sure who it was. Somebody said that somebody brought up the fact that Abigail chose to leave treatment before her doctor said she was ready. So she's technically with all the stress that's been happening since she's been home, she's basically been on one long giant spiral. Oh, I actually prefer when Chabby have a lot of internal lags. I don't yeah, know. They, they work this way. Yeah. But I'm not feeling the story for them, but they're Marcy the acting is are... the acting is saving it. Yeah. I feel I like they, they need a break. They deserve better. A better storyline. 
The coupling needs a break. But I don't think the pregnancy is the worst that could happen to them because we have so many blended families on the show. I think it could have been um, better. Based on spoilers that I've seen, I do not think that child is going to be living for long. What happened to the stairs of the Hortontown Square? You know, those stairs are definitely... I could see... Gwen pulling a Jan circa 2002. That's what I thought at first, too. I thought the same thing, and I'd be here for it. What happened? How, uh, Jan fell down the stairs, lost her baby, then lied, lost her baby, and then blamed Belle. Oh. And said Belle pushed her. She could even take it further. Like, if let's say if uh, Gwen fell down the stairs, Abby was close by. They were arguing or something. She didn't push her, but like, let's say Gwen fell down. She blames Abby, and then she fakes it, like she pretends to still like something. She fakes, yeah, being pregnant or. That was where I thought this was going, and then I saw the spoiler about Abigail and Gwen having a giant confrontation. I think not this coming week, but the next week. So I feel like Abigail is going to cause Gwen to miscarry her baby. That could be. Are 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 we sure that's the way we want to go down? Because again, the most recent time they did that was Nicole and Jennifer, and we know how terrible that was. Listen, I just don't want that baby to live. I'm just gonna say it. I I now see this is where we're different, Tony. I want the baby to live just for the mess of it all. Not not even that. I don't wish ill will on a child who didn't yeah. want to be here in the first place. They're fictional. fictional. I, I, let me finish. Fictional or realistic wise, but if Gwen just so happened to fall ill and the baby didn't make it, I'm not going to say that I won't be celebrating. Listen, exactly. Like, I mean, I'm not I'm, like, not, like, I'm, I'm not, not here against for, baby. For... No, I think it could drive stories forward if the baby is born, but there's also soapy routes to go. I don't necessarily want to see Gwen pregnant. If, like, Gwen miscarries, she falls down a couple of stairs. Like, there's soapy stories to be written out of this. I I just don't think Gwen having a baby that's Chad's is the worst thing that could happen. Would have preferred something else, but definitely. I feel like Abigail causing the, the death of her husband's child may be the thing that will make her go, oh my god, what's wrong with me? She goes off for treatment. And that's Marcy's maternity leave. That could be a story. Well, that's I feel like that's where we're going. Well, we're just going to lift that story and baby Chen up in prayer. Baby Chen. Yeah, <laughs> I just made that up on the spot. But <laughs> Here we are. We're at the end of the weekly recap once again, folks. And now it is time for my favorite moment of this podcast, where I give a little read to a special character each week. Welcome to the Mavericks Reading Rainbow. Now, let me pull out my reading glasses so I can see the dockets. Oh, we have a first time visitor. Ooh. Claire Brady. Claire Brady. <laughs> no, you did not. No. Claire Brady, oh. sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. 
Claire, I love you just out the supple fact that you are Jarlena's grandchild, your Bope's grandchild, and your Shell's child. But baby, I need you to pick up a map so you can know where the fuck you are. I am so sick of your dumb ass sometimes, Claire Bear. Claire Bear, Claire Bear. Baby, you need to stop letting these people into your life. At this point, you need to do like your Auntie Marie did. And, and, and go on to the nunnery. Go on to the nunnery. <laughs> I mean, you pick bad friends, you pick bad lovers, and the one person you did have a good connection with, I'm sh- at this point, I don't think he want nothing to do with your crazy ass. Anyway, here's looking at you, Theo. But you know what, Claire? I'm so sick of you. Pick, read a book. Read a damned book. Because your judgment is just off. I don't understand, Claire. Why? I, I was already mad at you because you sat in there and let that man come towards you and you didn't pick up that Pier 1 Imports couch that Hope had in her living room and start whooping ass. But now I'm, I'm sick of your judgment. Your judgment is just terrible, baby. Do better. I don't want to see you on my docket again, but I feel like you're going to be. This, this read... Like you're usually angrier. You you feel bad about this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sympathetic. Like, let me help you. Let me make it better. You're like, this is unfortunate. Exactly. But I have <laughs> let me help you before you make yourself any worse. I, I'm loving you off of your lineage and not off of your character anymore. It, it is bad, Claire. Do better. I'm sick of it. It makes no sense. Your grandparents and your parents are who they are. And you so dumb with judgment. I, I mean, your two grandparents. Two oh, cops. This is my favorite read you've ever done. Two grandparents. You have two cops. You have a psychiatrist, for God's sakes, as a <laughs> grandmother. She get, somehow she got advice from Grandma Marlena and decided to make a sex tape. So, I mean... No, she didn't make that. That wasn't her. That was... Um, no, the, but she, she was, thought of... Uh, was her name she considered it she considered it she, <laughs> she didn't do it, it though. no she didn't do it but she considered it Theo talked talk her out of it but Jane I mean John your grandfather John is literally an international man of mystery a world renowned spy something goes wrong with the ISA John used to come running and end that shit who is the only trustworthy part of the ISA him and Shane Exactly. So for you to be this dumb, this stupid, and this naive, I would prefer shallow Claire over this dumb Claire that we have now. Oh, no, no, no. And, Millenn- millennial Claire can never no, see a light I would like, to be I honest, like I would like to, let me I would like to see Isabel's version of that. Let me clear this up. I didn't like her either, but she's better than this dumb mess that we have going on right now. She's so stupid. She's... It's, asinine how she gets caught in these stupid capers because you're just a dumbass Claire I don't get it go to school pick up a book do something because it's getting old it's getting so old I can't even take it anymore I don't want to see you on my docket anymore I hate that I had to read you but it's so stupid now Claire I don't you are Charity Ramos' baby. And we try no, to forget that Charity Ramos... you are not going to do her like that. You are not going to do her like that. No. Whereas you can act, 
this is where you're different from Charity Raymer. You can act, but you're so damn dumb. Oh <laughs> my God, y'all. I, it kills me to have to do this read because you are my beloved Jarlana's grandbaby. But come on, Claire Bear. I don't want to see you on my docket again. I don't. Do better. <sighs> Not the principal. <laughs> Oh my God, y'all just don't know how bad it hurts me to have to do this, but I have to, because it's been going on for months on end. And you know it's bad when one, two, three, three of the extra co-hosts who didn't agree with me at first when I first said this are now co-signing it. Baby, do better. Ron, write her better, because this is a legacy character. Literally, the stars aligned. You have two super couple grandparents, a super couple parent couple have made this child. And you made her into this puddle of bullshit. I'm Do just better. saying it's a family treat. Nobody in this family was that stupid. Nobody. Brady. I can, didn't I tell y'all Brady has since the wee-wee? <laughs> You're going to keep making him say it. He's going to name this episode that, damn it. He has the sense of wee wee. He's smart until he get up in some woman's vagina. <laughs> Just, oh. Let's move on because I'm getting mad all over. It, it makes no sense how they just brought this character to the. They have turned her to almost as bad as Molly Lansing on GH. And y'all know that. <laughs> y'all know I can't stand okay, Molly. Y'all know I can't stand Molly. So for okay, me to almost compare her to that. But Molly's oh, wait, not okay. dumb. <laughs> She's in law dumb school. Either. She's naive. There's a difference. <laughs> no, it's a fine line between mm-hmm. naive and dumb as hell. And her piggy <laughs> toe, She's not piggy toe is right there on that line and she's about to cross it. So let's pivot. Oh, let me calm down for a minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Are we now finally getting to uh, you're watching it wrong? Yes, you're watching it wrong. I'm going to go go last. I actually have one this week, so I'm going to let y'all go first. Can I go first? Yes. All right. So there was a uh, tweet I saw, a couple of them, that called Sierra a whore. But there was one in particular that called her a whore because she was raped. What the entire fuck is wrong with you? Being raped does not make you a whore. And newsflash, having sex does not make you a whore. And I don't understand where this narrative came from that if a woman has a lot of sex, they are a whore. If they choose to have a lot of sex, that is their choice. If that is not something you want to see, go clutch pearls and watch Hallmark. Not Hallmark. Oh, no. Like, I just, that tweet. Go ahead, Dylan. I would say you're, you're, you're not wrong. Because that actually touched my, you're watching it wrong. So, yeah. It it touches mine, too. Um, uh, Adjust your mic, Dylan, and then jump on and piggyback off of mine. Is this better? Yeah, much better. Okay. Um, yeah, because mine was, I know that we all watch the show through our own unique perspectives and everybody's going to interpret things differently. I am having 
the weirdest time trying to figure out what version of the show some people are getting though because it's like I can understand dragging characters for things that they do that I don't understand dragging characters for things that they have not done and never appeared on screen if I see one more tweet about Theo and Sierra having an affair I'm going to lose where's the affair it hasn't happened what affair when where where was I what episode was that? Show, point, clip the scenes, put them on the timeline. I have not seen an affair. Have you seen an affair? I haven't no. seen an Because, and I, I, I've been smart. Anytime I've ever mentioned Theo and, and Sierra, I've always made sure to say, should it ever go there? I've always been smart enough to specify it has not gone there yet. And I hope to God it never does. But there are some out there, and I've. I've seen those tweets too, and it's just like, what are y'all watching? Right. Like, drag people for the things that they have done. Don't drag them for things that you have. I don't know if you had a dream episode. I, look, I don't, I'm just saying, the, stick to the fiction that's actually on the screen. Okay. Can, can we can we do that? Because y'all y'all are losing it. Honestly, truly. Like, I don't know what Ron intended with this story, but it's going places I don't think he meant for it to go in terms of fan reaction. Y'all got to die. Y'all are at like 100, and I need you to come back around to reasonable. Truly. Listen, I, I, listen, and I owned that I, you know, like I said, I owned that I was wrong. I get the fear that some people fear feel on where this story could go. I do not think we're going there anymore. But I get the fear, but like some people acting like the affair has already happened when it hasn't is not the move. Are you? I'm, I'm going to wait till later because I, I, I can have... be second to last because I have a few watching it wrong. So, Nick, you can go okay, ahead. I'll go. Um, I brought this to you guys' attention in the group chat, but this the thread on Soap Central asking for asking the question is it time for a new Sierra? Victoria Conifal is doing a fine job in the role. This thing about hate, turning on a character, and not only the character, but an actor, because your fave isn't doing what you want them to do. Hello? Is ridiculous. It's fucking it's, insane. It's out of pocket as hell. She's doing her job. There's not this, and she's playing it well. That's the, that's the biggest issue for me. She's not doing anything wrong. Is that this isn't what, if it doesn't feel like the writers are up Sin's ass anymore, that's the problem. Look, let the story play out. We know Sin are getting back together. Everyone knows that. Why? Hey, there's no, there's no reason to bash Victoria Conifal at all. She's at not this doing point, anything. I don't more. even want to see another Sierra. No, She's I don't. Been either. in the role too long for me personally. It's just like I was, and it's. And to be honest, Amnesia would have been the perfect time to introduce a recast. It's exactly how M. Ryland was brought into the role of Lulu. If they were going to recast, this would have been the perfect story to do it. They are not going to recast. If they were, they would have done so already. And if they are, and it happens, we will deal with it then. The people constantly wishing for a recast for whatever the fuck their reasons are need to accept the fact that it is not fucking happening right now. And the belief that Ron would not have written this story if Victoria Conifo was on contract, let that shit go too. Because Ron has written this story for three 
different characters. Sierra's the third one. He did it for Will. He did it for uh, Jack Devereaux. And they, those two were on long-term contracts. He was going to write it, regardless of who was in the role. Harriet? So, um, I've been seeing a few things that I've been like, what, what show are you watching? Or what is wrong with you? The first thing is the comparison it's the same person who called Sierra a whore, but they basically said that Theo is becoming his grandfather. Oh, God. Like, I saw that tweet, too, and you saw what In I said. What I said, world? If he were, the storyline would be ten times more interesting than, than it actually is to me. But, like, watch the show before you even complain about things that are not canon as dylan said because I, I literally told that person like come back to me when theo starts brainwashing and kidnapping <laughs> exactly until theo takes a sleeping sierra out of her bed with the intent of risking her away and never coming back he will never be stepping on exactly but, like I think and, i'm sorry to cut you off Arya, but okay. that, that's like people these characters for things that they haven't done i have seen multiple tweets from multiple people accusing Theo of prolonging Sierra's amnesia somehow. A lot of powers. As if he's Rolf. Like, it's, it's, I've, I've seen a lot of wrong takes and I'm like come back to Earth. Watch the show and then say whatever you want to say. You cannot make things up and like it's clear these people either don't know the history about the characters like Sierra. Yeah, or no, that's basically just is. watching show like clips of their ships. And my second, I have three <laughs> watching it wrong. There's a lot of tweets I've been seeing for the last few weeks. The second one is basically constantly coming at Sierra fans. I don't see anyone aside maybe from Michael who's seeing them as long term. But how am I in it? Because you're loving, you're like, I love. But how am I? I'm just seeing him mine up. See how y'all add me in the stuff? And I, no, even I, I mean, I have, see, I have I don't seen a think, couple of. I don't of, see any, like, I haven't seen any Fiara fans or, or fan or fans who are like, oh, they're gonna be the end game couple or whatnot. And that's, I'm seeing some shade towards Fiara fans for no reason. They're just enjoying them. I'm not a Tiara fan. I enjoy them, but I'm not a shipper. But like coming at them all the time for just enjoying. And they're like, oh, they're delusional. What have they, what have Tiara fans said aside from like enjoying them? I don't think one Tiara fan actually sees them long term. Not in this moment. Though. Yeah, exactly. And the third one is, this has been bothering me, bothering me for a few weeks. It's totally different than the two first ones I've been mentioning. I've been seeing a lot of fans saying, like, there is no happy couples on the show. And it's mainly coming from shippers who are miserable right now. But let's get this straight. There's four happily married couples, two young ones, that is Sean and Belle, and Eli and Lonnie, and then we have John and Malena, Steve and Kayla. 
But so, we barely see Stephen, Kayla, or Sean and Belle. Thank God. But they're still, they're still happily married couples on the show. And the claims that there's no one happy, no. That's, that's just your couple not being happy or not being on screen or just plain miserable. But don't say that no one is happy because that is not true. I'm, I'm seeing Ilani happy for, and they've been happy for four months. I'm ready for some drama, but there is like the tweets and claims about no one being happy. What show are you watching? And that's my watching it wrong. All of those three. Well, I guess it's my turn again. I actually have two. Okay. So tying on to the things that Tony, Ariette, and Dylan saw, there was a comment that someone said that Sierra was a whore. While that was wrong, I would like to point out that by calling out someone who's made a wrong statement, when you say another wrong statement, it cancels out your argument. It makes you look just as bad. For instance, I'm not going to say a name because this is a friend of Tony's and Tony called her on it as well. But um, she replied to the tweet that Sierra was a whore and she responded by wrong. Tripp was her boyfriend at the time and Ben, those are the only two people she slept with. I'm paraphrasing. Now here's where I get into quoting. I can name others who have been with a lot more. Gabby comes to mind. She has been with almost all of the Horton men. So what does that make her? See, here's the thing. When you slut shame a person. Exactly. And Gabby was in committed relationships with all of those people. First off, let me make this point. I said that was a reach mainly because I even said in the tweet, hmm, Nick, Will, Eli, and JJ. Four out of 70 of the Horton men. It's so many people in that family. So to say she slept with all the Horton men is a lie. And then she came back with, then she moved on to the Maras, Chad, Stephen, Jake. Now she's working on the Kiriakis men with Philip. Okay, here's my issue with this. One, I don't believe in slut shaming any of the women because one, like Tony said, this is a soap. If you want someone to sleep with one man and get married and live happily ever after, take that shit to Lifetime and Hallmark. Nah, that's a Hallmark. Lifetime may be killing you. Lifetime is like intense. Lifetime is more like soaps, I think. It is. It really is. Here's another thing. You act like they bring on other members not other members of core family, but people outside of a core family anyway. So for her to say, well, she slept with all the Horton men, well, what choice does she fucking have? All we have is Hortons and Brady's and Kyriakis's and the Maras on screen. So you're basically saying she shouldn't sleep with anyone. No one should sleep with anyone. Because let's be honest here. Um, when you think about other side from the people who are in long-standing super couples, what woman hasn't slept with multiple men in the same family on this show? Can I ask another question too? Like, why is it a women's issue? Like, why are we slut shaming women for sleeping with multiple men? But if men sleep with multiple women, do we hear crickets? Exactly. You know something? I hate to go here, but it's very telling which female 
characters they try to slut shame because mainly they slut shame. Well, Sierra is a difference because mainly they're just mad that she's not going to go, you know, doing the sin thing right now. But the two main characters I've always seen. Oh, Sierra got slut shamed. Sierra gets slut shamed regardless, whether it be unhappy. Well, that was a clothing issue. They were slut shaming her for her clothing, which again is wrong because she dressed like most people my age. Whereas we talk about slut shaming of the men they've been with, the main two characters that I've seen slut shamed is Lonnie and Gabby, which yep. is very telling to me which characters you slut shame. Slut for Lonnie, it has. It went on for three years. Three years. And it was bad. Really bad. It, it, it's just. It's very telling to me which characters you slut shame. And this goes into a se- separate issue of women of color are not allowed to be sexually free as much as women, white women are. Lexi is- never was. Every, cause like if Lexi wasn't with Abe and she was, when she was cheat, like they slut shamed Lexi on the show constantly. By constantly making her cheat, and then the fans did the same thing. Well, well no, I'm saying in a general spectrum of the worldview, black women and women of color are not allowed to be sexually free or sexy without it becoming a slut shaming issue. So yeah. I'm I'm saying this as a teaching moment, mainly because I mean, Dylan and Nick, you know where the name of Jezebel comes in. It's the it's the Jezebel trope. Exactly. You know that's the first thing they will call you know that's been something as old as slavery. If a black woman is sexual or she's sexy, she instantly becomes the Jezebel in a situation. Right. And, and they, the other week they've already done it to Chanel. Exactly. Yeah. So and, I'm telling you guys this as a teaching moment. When you try to slut, it's wrong to slut shame anyone, but slut shaming a woman of color just to try to make a point, it's a bad look and y'all need to really work on yourselves and fixing that. I've been seeing like, whenever they would slut shame Lonnie, they would insert um, Sean into the picture, like Lonnie going after Sean. And I'm like, what I mean, Lonnie you? was creepy when she went yeah, after Sean, but that's I not a slut creepy, thing. Oh, no. But it, was, it, it was almost bunny boiler territory. The thing is, though, they were acting like uh, Lonnie was going after a married man when, in fact, they were divor- divorced. They were divorced, yeah. And Sean was dating Lonnie, and they made it seem like Lonnie was going after a married man. Well, and, and actually, Belle had cheated on her husband we didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. It was just on Lonnie for some reason and she was just dating him and they always, aside from slut shaming, they put on like a cheating label on Lonnie and Lonnie has never ever cheated. And, And that's the thing with women of color, they can't flirt or be sexy without being the slut or Jezebel or she's been through every family. But Sammy, I, I don't 
Sammy can be flirtatious and she can do whatever she wants and she's a vixen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's bad and y'all really need to look within yourself, talk to someone, figure out why y'all do this, but it's wrong and it's racist adjacent. You may not be a racist, but you're going along with a racist adjacent thought process and that's not cool. The and it's it's like I said in that, you know, in the thread that I did with Theo when I said a lot of the conversation around him is dipping into microaggressions and anti-blackness. And I find it really, really funny the people who read that thread and, and were like, yep, I've seen it, absolutely, yep. And the people who read it and were like, oh, so now we're racist if we don't like Theo. Well, first of all, your comprehension your lack of comprehension is not my problem. Read it again and then respond because that's not what I said. And, and like I was discussing in the group message, you may not be a racist, but you agreeing or thinking with racist adjacent theories and thought processes and microaggressions make you just as bad. So again, before you speak, you need to sit there and think about it for a minute. That's that's it. That's all. But I'm getting really tired of these women getting slut shamed and quote unquote running through families. When when was the last time we actually had a new character who was not involved with anyone actually go well other than Ben? I, I mean, that's my thing. You you say this, but there's no new characters who's not connected to a family on this show so why is that even a thing now i mean new characters nowadays hit or miss either they're really really good and stay long term or we instantly hate them months later it it was just a wrong thing to say and i just didn't like it i didn't appreciate it it was and what was your other one you said you had two. Oh, my second one I don't like, and this is just general. I don't like how everyone comes from my co-host, but never come from me. Is oh, <laughs> am I am I mean or something? <laughs> I, I, I would like to know. It wrong? Yes. Because so, why y'all don't come from me like that? I don't understand. Did y'all hear I'm an alum now? Uh, so you, so you want the Twitter drama then? Yeah, because. Yeah, Ariette saw that one person came for me and I sent her right along her way. I dragged her down. But, <laughs> but I, did y'all hear and I'm, I'm an alumni or something? Of the Alexis Carrington Kobe's finishing school for Reeds and Shay? Here's the thing, Michael. I I, no one comes for me either directly. They just subtweet me. So. They don't even do that with me. Am I scary? What is it? Nobody comes for me at all. Maybe I go with the angry black man trope. I don't know. <laughs> and and nobody comes from Nick or Dylan either. It seems like y'all are always caught in mess and then I get home from work and I'm like, well, why did nobody come for me? Next time I will make sure to like tag you or something. <laughs> I promise. But I, and, and, and no, I, here's the thing. When y'all drag me into something, I was literally just minding my business that time. <laughs> <laughs> Like just now, Nowadays, I was sitting here filing I, I just my tweet nails. Things and people subtweet like they get mad at my opinion, and I'm like, what? Okay. Like just now, I'm sitting here filing my nails, minding my business, and Ariette just throws me under the bus. And I'm just, 
I mean, your t- your tweet in I mean, incidentally a few weeks back to quote unquote Sierra Hive. And that <laughs> sort of spiraled into its own other thing. So I think I'm more of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, you don't notice it. You don't really care about it until it starts a war. And that was the <laughs> only time the only time that I actually like literally set days ablaze. And it was an accident. I promise y'all it was. It was no intent of me doing that. But there, I, was, really, there was no need for them to react to your tweet that way at all. Like, <laughs> I'm a trendsetter, y'all. Didn't people come or fans come for you like last year when you tweeted something? I think I was talking about Sierra's clothing and it pissed a lot of people off. No, I think you're talking about the about sin. Yes, you know, you you did say something and a lot of people came for you and a lot of people blocked you because I low-key came for you and you said it too when you tried to speak for why sin fans like sin. Oh yeah, I was reading people left and right that day. Jesus Christ. Ugh, and that's that when bad. and that's when half the fan base blocked you. Don't you love it? <laughs> uh, to be fair, because I know you keep saying, Tony, that's not why, that's not why, that's not why. And we keep and we keep on pushing back with, but that's what we've seen people say. And you're always like, well, I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see that. There's a tweet I'm about to put in the group chat on the Twitter to prove my point. Because like you, it wasn't until like I started interacting with you and seeing more people on like the timeline that you follow that I'm seeing all of this from their fan base because before that it was always oh they're so hot they're so pretty they're so it it was it was that that's what I was seeing I still stand by that tweet by the way well it may not be everybody the issue the thing is a lot of the symptoms of what we're seeing now with the backlash towards specifically Sierra I get why they're upset with Theo because even though it's irrational, I get it. Yeah. The backlash towards Sierra and Victoria Conifold is kind of proving the point. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no way around that. it. There's no way around it. The fact that they're they're bashing Sierra, she has amnesia. Like she doesn't like, <laughs> like, 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 like she doesn't know this man outside of him being a serial killer. The fact that they're turning on her in this moment tells you everything you need to know about a lot of not not everybody but a lot of sin fans yeah i I said before like i'm not completely shocked i'm not either (laughs) that they're turning on her because a ron wrote her into a corner and that's the few years i didn't like sierra because yeah, I, I've been, like, hardcore bashing her, but she was, like, frustrating to watch for two years because she had nothing else going for her aside the pairing. And that, like, to the end, I was like, get get Sierra off my screen because she's not doing anything, like, significant or anything that will impact her future, like, individually. And now we're seeing Sierra... A Sierra, I wouldn't say likable because her screeching is getting on my nerves. Because <laughs> it's like it's I up find to this here Sierra now. likable. I, I but mean, she's more, but you can, I get what you're saying. She's you not, can see the difference. She's between, not in a bubble right now. She feels like a full character again. Exactly. I mean, and you can definitely see the difference. Going, I will maybe like her more again, 
but I'm not, I'm very of trusting that this will impact her in the future. I would like to, but as of right now, Sierra is way more enjoyable than she has been for like two, the last two years. However, I, I, mean, I can see fans. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, you can definitely see the difference between before amnesia and after amnesia. I mean, just in that conversation with Justin, she was like, oh, look at me just talking about me. How are the kids doing? The old Sierra before this amnesia would have never had that much self-awareness that she was hiding the conversation. Exactly. Uh, and except can... in the in the scene, at, no, that's not exactly true because the last time she had a scene with Justin, Sierra was the one that told Justin that um, something having to do with Stephen Kayla. It wasn't just talking about that. It wasn't. They weren't just talking about Ben. He, she mentioned something but, having to do with Stephen Kayla too. So, like, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't liked Sierra for a long, long, long time. But it feels like she like her purpose isn't to cheerlead for Ben. And the fact that she, it seems to me that a lot of fans cared more for Sierra who she was in the pairing. I feel like a lot of a lot of Sin fans don't know Sierra before she be, got with Ben because they started watching when Sin started in the cabin. So they don't know the Sierra before Ben. So to them, she is out of character, but she actually isn't. This is who she was before she met Ben. Yeah. And the thing is, the Sierra pre-Sin, she had her moments where I was like, oh, shut up. But she was still likable to me back then. And I, mean, so like, I, I the love whole- all versions of her. But the like whole, up until like early 2019 is when I liked Sierra, and then Ron took her to such an extreme level of not having any agency outside of Ben, and that's like I felt like that was so wrong to do. Like she had a lot of, she still has a lot of things going for her if Ron keeps this energy going. Not, I'm not saying she should be like I, I hate Ben. But if she eventually gets back together with him after getting her memories back, she should still have scenes with her family. Not just scenes. She should have her like individual growth. I'm afraid this will regress her back. I don't think it will. I think I think honestly, when she gets her memory back and and they get back together, I think it's going to be an excellent time to really discover who she is individually because she has to deal with a lot of trauma like it's been it's been non-stop trauma for her since they said i do i think even before that though but no but i mean i mean it should go that route it would have made more of more sense i would have done that rather than the amnesia personally yeah. It's definitely what they should have done rather than me. They should have done that. I'm like, nervous they won't go that route because of look at the way they're handling the aftermath of the Alley story. But you guys, it's time that this podcast comes to an end again, sadly. But we will be back next week. Be sure to follow the official Twitter account at Soap This Salem. Talk to us. Give us feedback. We want to hear what you think what you think about the podcast. So now we're going to sign off. 
I am Michael the Maverick, and this is Soap This Salem Style. And remember, don't let your sister Wee Wee be your guy. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. Oh, my God. That's a beautiful <laughs>